basically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own hits. This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke to get to play by the five bands. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it... Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. And I am back in Colorado. Back in the studio. Quarantining yeah. for 14 days, though. I know. It was, it was, long, it was, long, it was a long, <laughs> long, long. But I got MTI over here in the studio with me live together. Not like Dave there off in his little bubble. Where's your mask, I'm Dave? In my bubble. I, I wanted to see you with the mask at least. Right? You're disappointing me. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. man. And your coffin. Week. And your coffin. You, go you, to, uh... You're the guy that needs to wear one. Don't go to Moffitt until Tuesday, and I'll go with you. Forget about it. I'm going on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. I, I might stay the night. You can come out and hang out with us on Tuesday. How's that? Maybe I'll do that. That I could do. Maybe I'll do that, because I have a nice hot springs done. Anyway, anyway. separate from all that, welcome to the show. Uh, we have a uh, full show. We have an uh, international show this time. Uh, we have Nacho calling in in the beginning of the show from, uh, how do you pronounce it? Is it Arkeem? I call him Requiem, and no one's corrected me. Uh, so hmm. it's okay. Requiem until somebody says, hey, fuck stick. Well, we're going to find it's out today. R-K-I-M. Yeah, we're going to find out today what the actual name is because right. it seems weird as far as I'm concerned. But it's okay. Good seeds, good people. Um, we're going to chat with him. We're also going to have uh, Bill Drake, who I'm really excited to talk to because Bill is a quite the legend in the industry is one of those but he's also one of those authors who just kind of stayed you know on the he was more on the dl it seemed like didn't it i mean uh but he wrote the very very first english uh cannabis cultivation book and uh he has a new book which he's just put he's coming out with um about tobacco which you know i've always said this too i've always been like why the fuck do people make such a big deal over tobacco like as far as like getting addicted to it because it doesn't seem like it does anything right Apparently it did, and <laughs> did a lot. I mean, the thing is, back in the day, especially when you have uh, indigenous uh, strains from, uh, you know, you know that there was a reason why people uh, wanted this plant, and it's it's a you know, it's also spiritually, it's important, um, and also uh, to have the ability. Like it's, it's crazy when I did my peyote ceremony and I watched them using like crappy tobacco i was like oh man what are you guys doing like you had to you had to donate you had to bring tobacco with you and nobody had nice everyone was giving him like american spirits like that's uh, spiritual in any yeah, way shape right? or form i was like that's not we i grew some this year oh um so we got some ourselves, and i think that's going to be the i'm going to be quite interested to talk to him about that because he's going to talk about not only growing it but also about the pesticides that are in actual tobacco which is really weird because when you think about it it's like wait a minute so we as cannabis growers have to be on this fucking thin line you know we can't use this we got to use and they're allowed to just dump whatever the fuck they want whenever the fuck they want and right. it can be it's never <laughs> well it never tested. that's to your point 
People aren't pissed over tobacco. They're pissed over what the corporations have done to modern tobacco to keep you hooked on it and turn it into that gotta-have-it drug. Tobacco back in the ages, I can imagine it was a, a sacred plant, of you know, enjoyed by many and probably in rituals and used recreationally not, not, and then it got probably definitely used in rituals. yeah definitely. and then it got dumbed up and and you say chemicals while it's growing what about the chemicals they put in after they process it and that's okay and, and that's the thing we things we could never do like oh you know what hey this weed's not really burning let's throw some shit in there to make it burn great <laughs> sounds good to me let's do it hey yeah. i know a guy i know a guy who's got a whole bunch of old chemicals sitting around i bet one of those would keep it yeah let's try all these things and then they never have to i take, think that's yeah that's, that's called thing. vitamin e acetate <laughs> of the yeah, something like that. Right? So they have it, you know. Um, it's, it's all shit. Yeah. So we're gonna have we're gonna get, get we're gonna get into that whole discussion with Bill. Um, and he he sent me a whole gamut of other subjects we could be talking about. So I think it's gonna be super interesting. We're gonna have him on the second half of the show. And yeah, uh, but tone down for a second. What? People want to hear about all the stars that you you hung out uh, no, with no, in, no, no, in no. Miami no, and, no, and the no, the no. life you lived no, and the no, no. the, the all the elbows you rubbed. I don't even know what you're talking about, dude. Uh, you know, no elbows. Oh, rubbed. no stories to tell. Come on, who's a famous person you dabbed with? No, can't talk about it. That's the whole problem. It's like it's one of those <sighs> things. I signed things and I signed papers. So you're not allowed. What happens on the boat? Pretty much stays on the boat, yeah, exactly. But it stays on the boat. Um, ah, it was a good trip. It was. A good I tried, trip. guys. No, it was. It was a good trip. We had fun. I got pulled over in a McLaren, so that's all you need to know. That's, that's pretty much that's that's it. Like, okay, so there you go. That was a successful trip. Now I'm getting all these uh, letters from lawyers trying to represent me because they saw the word McLaren. And they were like, oh, this guy. Anyway, uh, wait, you got pulled over in a McLaren? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, with with my kids. Yeah, it, was, I, it was really funny because I had my kids, so he was expecting to open it up and see like. Party. Some dude partying with some chicken is like Nick holding his stuffed animal, like like all nervous. Uh-huh. I was like, dude, you can't. How can I, how can I, how can that cop give me a ticket with a seven year old or eight year old in the car? It's like, come on, what a douche. How fast were we going? Not even fast. That was the funny part. I had been pounding on this thing in many places, and of course, the one time I get pulled over, it's during a little speed trap set up in a fucking construction zone on the mm. fuck. Oh, it was a classic. So what, 83 and a 50, so it's 33 over, which sucks, so I got to deal with that bullshit, but it's like, your honor, it was a McLaren, <laughs> he was doing 83 <laughs> miles an hour in a McLaren, like, yeah. what the fuck, that's first gear, you should, it wasn't you should 183, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You award for that. well, the first thing the cop said to me, though, was when he pulled me over, he's like, thanks for stopping, because I definitely couldn't have caught you, I was like, if this was my car, I would have fucking done it but you know it's not my car so and i had my kids so obviously i'm not going to get into a high-speed chase at that point he really came up and sarcastically said thanks for stopping yeah yeah it was a 660 oh, lt mso for people to know <laughs> and it was badass it was one of 12 one of 12 things shot flames out of the back so that's how cool it was like you once you let off the gas at you pound on it, let off the gas, you look at the back, you see flames shooting out the top. So you're like... And you were getting no love? You didn't try to talk your way down to like 55 yeah. in a 50, tell uh, it's not your car? I was just happy he didn't say, hey, you know what? This license is uh, expired on June 15th. And I was like, <laughs> like going, I'm taking whatever I can. Because all he had to do is say, technically, you cannot operate this vehicle. And I would have been fucked, right? So... Anyway. Wait, no, he couldn't even read it because a Colorado driver's license text, the print, is so fucking small. That's to our, to our uh, advantage. That's great. Good for you. You lucked out then. Now I can tell why you took the 85. Yeah, I was the, like, eh, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take it. 
because I was already like looking at my kid going, if he comes back and says, <laughs> Mr. Dunn, please step You're out of the vehicle. Home, Nick. I don't think Nick could drive it yet. I don't think he could reach the back. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was a good show. It was, it was fun to, to link up with some people down there. It was good having uh, Gringo Loco in the, in the show. I got a lot of good feedback from that from people who have worked with him in the past and it's like, you know, definitely good good guy to know if you're down there keep an eye out for him and also go to his check out because we have a done deal set up at the shop there so i don't you know if you're in if you're in fort lauderdale and you need some some glass or accessories or whatever what well, if somebody makes rso it down there bring him some because he he could use some so uh trade some rso for tattoo I'm not, who are you talking to? I'm not talking. I'm talking about Gringo Loco. Yeah, Gringo right? Loco. No, you're talking about Boogstar. You're on a totally different tip. Oh, that's why he's the guest. That. That's why he is the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can't keep a story straight. It's all right. Uh, fuck um, Look at shout that. out How to Boog. Going to take. Shout out minutes. to Boog. Shout out to Boog. Of course, uh, that that on a different on a different note is going to be happening in December. So I'm going to go back. I'll be back in Miami. I get. To, oh shit. I forgot to bring a shirt. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, you son of a bitch. Wait, you forgot to bring them from Miami or you forgot oh, to bring yeah, them from I totally forgot home. to bring them from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to make it sound like I didn't really forget them, but I, I did. I forgot them in Miami. So uh, I'll oh, have fucker. them shipped out. No, my friend's coming out actually from there soon, so I'll have to bring them. Okay. All right. Anyway. Good excuse. Right. Uh, so let's get this out of the way, man. What? Just oh, anybody yeah, let's talk, who let's is talk suffering. About this. Let's talk about that because that was yeah. And anybody suffering from the fires out in Oregon, California, or anywhere, um, my heart goes out to all of you. I saw some horrible photos that a uh, massive seeds posted. Um, looked like all his plants survived, but he lost almost every structure in their business, including their home. And it is that is just tev- terrible, devastating. And to hear that. So some of these fires were started, you know, by people doing stupid things. Is it makes it even more painful, right? It's uh, so it's, really, it's fucking heartbreaking to say the least. But it's also like, you know, we're just getting this year has literally been like just the one. The whole year's on fire. It's 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 crazy. And and I mean, Oregon. Did you see the sky the other day on those photos? Yeah. You're like, dude, where the hell are we right now? It's like insane. And the amount of health issues that are going to come of that, like people don't realize like how toxic that smoke is because it's not just, you know, obviously it's trees and things, but there's structures are burning and, mm-hmm. you know, there's all Insulation. Sorts, yeah, all sorts of nasty cars, shit. And so it's rubber. It's crazy. But it's um, one of those, uh, you know, fucking things that we we, we really can't, only thing you can do in, in if you're in California and places like that, it's like one of those deals where, you know, they've been through this so much over the last few years. It's like it's time to maybe rethink some of the places that we, we you know, set our shit up in. Because if you have a fire coming right. through year after year, and it's only going to get worse, right? I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't right. proven to be getting any less. Um, Colorado getting its ass kicked a little bit here and there, too, but not nothing like there. You know, we just... Well, last week, it was raining ash here. Yeah, I know. You know, though. So we can we can feel we can feel a little bit of it, but definitely it seems like over there it's it's out of control. Yeah. Um, more bad news. We have yep. let's just go through all the bad news at once. Bad news, bad news. Yep. Toots. Today, yeah. I heard that this morning. That was uh, also sad. The guy who literally originated the 
word reggae. I mean, that's how that's how yeah. imperative he was to the to that genre. I mean, he mm-hmm. he is and also when you see him play live, he's such a strong guy. You know what I mean? He's such a powerful dude just to look at as yeah. far as you know the way he carries himself this episode. To think that COVID related illness, you know what I mean? That really seems bullshit. That's like fucking shit, you know? That's like that's super shitty. Super shitty. And it seems like musicians yeah. have gotten the fucking hard end of this. Right? It's like how many guitar players and singers and people have we lost in the last in the last year? It's been I mean, obviously because a lot of these people are in that age group to be, you know, susceptible, let's say, but it's been a devastating year. It's fucking crazy. I, so, this uh, you know, I I'm, I just want to let it be a memory just put let's put 2020 in the past let's move forward only positive to come because i think most of us have had all the shit we've paid it forward for several years now and now it's time for some prosperity some harmony some love maybe some relaxation countrywide for cannabis Mm -hmm. i know there's a big vote coming up it was interesting i read a a couple of different opinion pieces on it but one person took the opinion that democrats are staking it all that they're putting it all on the line with this vote in the house and they're, they're oh, for just, legal, to legalize yeah yeah they're lifting their skirt they're saying we're not going to get in the way of it anymore this is it and it's going to be really up to who's ever in power then or the republicans in the senate um Whatever well, you know, I mean, is. it's one of those, this is one of those situations, though, where, like, you know, hardly anybody's talking about it, right? It seems to be, like, barely being talked about. And then the reality is, I don't really think we should do it anyway. It's like, fuck that. It hasn't proven to do anything good for us yet. And the fact that the minute it goes into federally accepted, then all the, I mean, you think chads are in our industry now? It's like, oh, my yep. God, we're going to be all, like, this is fucking horrible. So... I don't even like part of me is like, please don't even pass because if it does, we're just all going to be like out of a job almost because it's like really like at this point, that's when Brother, the real... they figured out how to monetize it for themselves. Someone, someone took a position and whatever happens in the vote and whatever business is going to profit from it, there is some congressman or senator whose buddy bought into that company and they're going to wind up being on the winning end of it because they only do things for their own best self-interest. It, does, it doesn't matter if it's the right thing to do. They're just going to do it because they know how to capitalize on it. And that's what sucks. And I completely mm-hmm. agree. Well, it's the same. I mean, we, for, yeah, we'll talk. Uh, about, I mean, like when we talk about tobacco later on, it's just the reality that you, if you go to your house and start growing fields of tobacco you, and, and you sell one gram of that fucking tobacco to anybody, they're going to come, ATF will come crashing through your door, you know? And then, so what's going to happen is once it gets to the point where it's federally accepted and, and it's, it's just going to be, it's going to be ATF M because they're idiots and they're not going to call it ATFC. Because if it was ATFC, <laughs> we'd be like, hey, you're learning something, guys. But it won't be. It'll be ATF M because that's the way they think. And they'll just come kick your doors in and they'll have no reason to have a warrant or anything like that because you'll be like, whoa, dude, you are cutting into our fucking money right now. And that's really what it all comes down to. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think before we all get super excited, what I don't, actually, it's funny, I don't see that many people super excited. I haven't heard anybody say, dude, they're about to legalize possibly. And nope. it's like, no, I think it's, and I think the one thing is we're in such a highly political stage right now that it's not the best time. This, this is a terrible time to try to bring this. Like, they should have done this a while ago and done it right, but at this time, it's like, don't even try to muddy the waters with this because that all that means is they're gonna just 
pull it out from underneath us, you know, is, is the way I look at it. So, sucky news. That was a sucky news hour. News, news, news. We'll news. save that dialogue sucky for news. when we do our cannabis and politics show. <laughs> sucky news. Suck, 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 Nice, Mark. You've been working on it. Dude, he's been on it. He's like over there finger tapping all day trying to get the right rhythm. That's right. Amazed. That's because he went out. Did you go out fucking play disc golf today? Oh, yeah. I was out this morning playing some disc golf. Wow. What a sporty guy. Yeah. Between all three of us, you are... Definitely the sportiest. I'd take care of you all the sports sportiest. for all of us. <laughs> Sporty Mark. Right. Well, I have some jerseys. Nice. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he had a plumber's jersey jerseys. he was rocking the other day. That's right, baby. Yeah. And Romanowski. And I still have cool my Chris Nyland jersey. He supports weed. Like him and uh, Tom Jackson. Well, there you go. Mm. Turn, nice. Turn my phone off. Jake Plummer lives here in Boulder. So... Uh, Basic. Oh, look at that! Mike Denver says in better news, bomb sack number one is curing up. So when are we gonna have him on? I guess pretty soon. Okay. Oh, Don't speaking of out. having people on and not, what's going on next week? You're out of town. Oh You're yeah. You're fucking us over. Yeah. I'm I just want everyone to know that right now it's, he's uh, trying to fuck us over next week. Yeah. I'm After to we fuck got over. screwed up this week with Rebecca. Ugh. It's never ending. This is like for some fun. So what day can we do the show? Thursday night. Okay. So tomorrow. Next basically <laughs> we're keeping you guys on your toes because every week we're gonna have a new date and a new time. We went from like we went from the fucking Friday solid for years, never missing yeah. a Friday. Well, maybe, maybe missing one yeah, or two. But for the most part, keeping it on a Friday. Now Adam Dunn show, two what week Tuesday edition coming soon? No, no, Thursday. 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 I think we'll do it. That sounds okay. good. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming. Because I'd rather do It'll that. It'll be after work. Oh, no. Shit. I just realized. What? Well, you're doing something Thursday? No, the guest that I have, he was he's like you. He thinks he has a life out there doing fun ah. stuff when Adam Dunshow needs him on a Friday. At first right. he said yes. Then he said, yeah, actually, he's coming back on that day. So I'll have to find out. I'll check it out. It may be Thursday. Well, the other thing we can do is we can set up the Zoom call. Yeah. You guys can record it, and then I'll upload it. That never works right. No, what do you no. mean? <laughs> it, it's, it, no sound effects, no fun, uh, no, no, terrible, bad idea. No. We need you, Mark. We need, we need, we need the production value. We, <laughs> I see. We need to keep this backbone. high. We need to keep this high production value. <laughs> Otherwise, they'll lo- we'll lose everybody because they'll be like, man, this show used to be so tight. Mark, is it possible one of the interns could... Do no, your job. Are they available? Can do we have it. 10 oh, yeah, interns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right here. Where is he? Yeah, we'll get Vinny up on here. Vinny Bob. We'll just leave it all set up. <laughs> Vinny can do it. Vinny can... What? Actually, Mark, just leave the equipment oh, yeah, on. yeah, we can do it. All right, so maybe we'll do a Friday <laughs> show. Maybe we're going to do it. And then you can watch from the... Where are you going to be, camping or something? No, I'm uh, I'm driving to Vegas. For What? I know, I know, for a funeral, though. Oh, so okay. it's like... Oh, that is not a good... That Wait, is... did you just say driving to Vegas for yes. a funeral? Yeah, yeah. He didn't give me enough pause to say you're getting married, and you had to say funeral because now it's not funny. It's <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah, it's right. either getting married or no. You never know. Well, you're certainly yeah. not going there for the great weed. No, they have decent weed. There. Yeah, it's expensive. Uh, it's expensive. But... It is, no, I tell you, the thing is, they have so many spoiled L.A. fucking one. Like, dude, it's got to be. You know, they have them. You know, so they they have. Uh, have to keep at least I have good OGs there. I know that. 
maybe the rest is not so exciting, but they have to have a decent OG, otherwise they're going to lose out. <sighs> mm. All right. Ah. All right. Well, All right. Our, our guest should be calling in soon here. Let's, yeah, so we're going to have... Uh, oh, and, we're, and we're having a translator. And we're having a translator because just in case. I mean, not just fine. I heard his English. It was, it was not a problem. But of course, for his, his sake, if he's got something he really needs to tell us that uh, he doesn't know the words for, we'll have a translator waiting in the wings, right? Yeah. According to you. Yeah, well, no, no. There, we Palayo, who is a partner of mine in our, our Colombia operation, gotcha. um, speaks fluent English, um, Spanish, and probably a couple of other languages I don't know about. Um, he looks like the 26-year-old version of Fabio. Um, it was fun walking around Spanibus with him uh, that in, a couple of years ago. That was very enjoyable. And Nacho has been with Requiem since the beginning. Um, and, uh, you know, every time we met with Requiem and talked to them, Nacho, Adam was saying, doesn't, that, doesn't Nacho have a guy that speaks fluid English that can be around him in those tough situations? And my response was, well, well, he, he, he's that guy, you know, in his crew. So his English is fine, yeah, yeah. Um, but Palayo will be on just in case. Uh, cool. Just in case we want to get down into some uh, some language that that we don't know, and I'll, I'll ping them right now to get them on. Ping them. You do that. Yeah. Yeah. You got any ping ping music? No. Ping uh, pings, ping <laughs> pinging uh, sounds. Yeah, that ain't even do nothing to me, man. I could probably that smoke this nothing, whole joint, man. man, and still walk away, man. Oh, here we go. Wouldn't be no problem at all, man. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Oh, momentito. Yeah, we just—he's still connecting his audio. Gotcha. Hi, man. Hello, hey, Nacho. Nacho. How are you, brother? Fine. What's yeah. that? Welcome. Well, look at him representing. Representing. Yeah, thank you. It's amazing. Good to see you, man. It's been a long time. I was looking yeah. forward to us hanging out in March, yeah. and then fucking the world blew up. Also, the. Uh, Two years ago, no, from the Spanavis of 2017. Yeah, we, we that was it. it. That was the last time. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, well, I'm having trouble hearing Nacho a little. Is he coming in okay with you? That wouldn't be on my end, though. So, okay. Yeah, it's I can hear him pretty good. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. So, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, first question, because Dave couldn't answer it, and so he's supposed to be an expert, but he couldn't answer it. How do you pronounce the name of your company properly? Uh, Arkeum. Arkeum. And what did you Arkeum. say? And what did you say, Dave? But Dave. Like, uh, like, Bulgari language, we say Rekim. Like R A. Okay. But this is like Spanish, you know. Gotcha. And what did you say, Dave? Just so we know. Requiem. Yeah, Requiem. you were more like Requiem or something, yes. Yeah. No, Requiem. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. And uh, you guys, so you guys started in 98, right? Yeah. And then, uh, my fr- my, one of my partners, Angel, started all this, all this long way in 98 mm-hmm. when they be really younger with his father because the father had a couple American friends they come to holidays to Spain, and they want to smoke good weed, and they give to Angel and his father the seed from different, they, these people be a veteran of war, mm-hmm. and they give seeds from different uh, places. And Angel, uh, every year, they grow this, this seed, they give to them, and these people have weed when come to holidays. 
in this point, Angel, uh, see uh, if they have, um, they can produce this seed, they can also do more, more things tied to the, the width of this guy. And were they growing, was it all indoors? Was it all inside? No, uh, first of all, we, we start with outdoor. Okay, nice. Uh, and now, yes, now all it's all be indoor or greenhouse. Yeah. I think Angel is like your equivalent, Adam. Uh -huh. He's the been doing the breeding. His dad was into it for a really long time. When we first met, I think it was, it had to be, I want to say three years ago, two years ago, um, they flew out to California. And yeah, in the Emerald I, Cup. Yeah, and I pulled out some DJC, and I pulled out some <clears throat> Tropicana, and truth, he was able to say, oh, this smells like this crossed with this strain and this, and there are five of them there, and yeah. so you hand one bud, and they instantly hand it to Angel, and he's telling you the history of it, which was really cool. So he's the Spanish version of you, I think, so it'll be cool to figure out a way to get the two of you to talk at some point. Yeah, Angel, it's a uh, history life of the cannabis here in Spain. They, they know a lot of the strains. They always been continuous uh, uh, learning continuously about the new strain. It's, a, uh, it's an amazing how they can um, see the future of the market. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to do this cross today because this work go outside in three years or two years, and in two years this cross going to be the, the top. Mm -hmm. And happen because happened with Caribo, happened with Sublimator. Now happened with the three new strains we launched to the market and go through and and. What, what what year did you guys put the sublimator out? Because I remember that I remember seeing that. I think wasn't that was that two years ago also at the at the Spanimus? Not this last year, but the year before. Yeah, IV, IV also. Did it enter? Did, did you guys uh, enter? Did you guys enter that though, or? Yeah, two years ago in 2017, yeah. we win five awards. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I think I tried some of that. I tried some of that that, that year, and that was quite impressive. Um, and now one of them be the the. Uh, no, this be uh, three years ago with Sublimator, we win the most great of uh, THC in one strain. Hmm. In 2018, when I was there with you, you won five cups, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That that was, I mean, they had this, um, like a tackle box, <laughs> you know, like if you were going fishing, and in each little one, there was either a nug or hash, a bubble. It was, and, it, and I said, oh, can I try some? And they just handed me the tackle. They didn't. They didn't understand what they were doing at the time. They handed me yeah, the no, tackle they, box no, and said, didn't. "Anything you want, go right ahead." And so for four days, I sampled everything out of that box, and it didn't surprise me one bit at the end when they walked back to the booth that, that following day, and there are five cannabis cup trophies hanging on the wall. Yeah, yeah. This be amazing because it's the first time one company. In, in the history of Spanavis, win five awards in the in the same cup because we have 72, but in the same cup five, it, it's the first time happened. Yeah. It's been amazing. Bravo. Bravo.
what what so is everyone so your instagram page is fire i just the the extractions the water extractions you guys are making right now is and just and really i i think our over here in america with the exception of very few could take a lesson in the photography you guys have going on because out if you got if you're not following the Requiem, uh instagram feed you should follow them yes at the end uh we love the 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 hatch it's more like spain it's uh, near to morocco all most of the people here start to smoking hash. You, I remember when I was young, I'm not start smoking weed. I'm start smoking hash. And when you start to grow for yourself because uh, you want to uh, learn more and you want to grow your plan only and smoke your your product, your own product, uh, the hash will be a important part for us. And almost yeah. of and almost of uh, almost and. And totally overall strange, we try to design or try to to give to the market to get a good water high return or rosin or something like that. Mm. We love this, and Angel do, are doing some uh, seminaries in Chile and Uruguay to show to the people how to do these things. Yes, I definitely saw the quality in the in the photos and also in the the presentation and stuff because it's like it seems like you guys took uh a little bit of a like you, I, I, it's like you took a look at what was going on and but your your uh your style is definitely uh comparable to like people over here who are doing i mean not to say that you're like uh like jungle boys or something like that but similar in the sense of like it's like a new generation of people who are very instagram savvy very yeah. on point like whereas I'm coming from the dinosaur age of growers who were like hiding around, trying not to tell you, you know, trying to keep it all undercover. Don't take photos that are like hire some other guy to come over and take some photos for you. Cause you just didn't have the time or energy to do it. But yeah, I think you guys kind of touched the nerve with uh, yeah, your quality, we, your quality control. It seems is very high. Is what I we think it's important for us. So to the people, what you can get without strength or what we can get the people because almost of the pictures be uh, shared from another grower. And and for that, we have one team. It's Erkim Life. And it's two guys. They This work is uh, come to the gardens, take good pictures, come to when we do instructions, take good pictures. And we have to uh, a YouTube channel Mm-hmm. And with a lot of videos about how we work every day or tips or tricks or how we go to see some friends on some club in Barcelona or how we go to see the people with we work together uh, with the fertilizer. And like show to the people we not we are regular people mm-hmm. and only love for work. Yeah. And that's it. Hey, I see you now. You turn yeah. the light on. Well, yeah, I think, I think that. well, I think it's like, uh, you know, the, uh, no, I lost my, now I totally lost my train of thought. Let me do another dab. Hold on a second. I'll, I'll remember in yes. a second. You, you, get, you, so, jump, you jump on there for a second. So Nacho, you're not just in Spain, in Barcelona, right? You have yeah. uh, spread out across Europe and into the sort of the Slavic, I don't yeah. even know, what do we call the former Russian uh, countries? Like uh, you're in. Uh, normally, Yugoslavia, right? 
yeah, we normally. Sorry, can you repeat me the the question? You're you have locate you have grow locations and partners because I've seen Requiem in other countries outside of yes. Spain. Yes. So you're pretty much all over Europe now, right? Yes, yes. We work in in almost all the Europe. Uh, we have um, we have the presence of the seed, and also if somebody needs some. Uh, I don't know if it's the correct word, some auditory or some help, they can contact with us and normally we can go and arrive to some uh, to some deal to go and check the installation and provide seeds and all that. The uh, A-team of cannabis. I remember yeah, what sorry, I remember what I was, yeah. I, now I remember what the fuck I was thinking. There you go. What I was thinking, <laughs> the biggest problem I had, and a lot of people when you're when you're growing and you're trying to take photos of cannabis, is the fact that you fuck all your shit up. Like your lenses get fucked up, and you're you're you're, you're trying to do plants one minute, and then you're trying to take photos the next minute, and it never works. You need that one dedicated guy. That's all he does. He doesn't sit there and touch you. you touch the plants for him because I've ruined so much equipment over the years where I'd be like, well, it was a really nice camera until I brought it in the grow room and didn't fucking pay attention and kept trying to go back and forth. And just like my phone, when I'm trying to yeah. trim and make a phone call, and then it's like, ah, it's all stuck to everything. <laughs> so that, that was, that's what I was thinking. It has nothing to do with anything else. But You want to know something interesting? That same thing happens to Heather when she makes cakes because his sugar is the same thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Here's a secret for you. You wrap your cell phone in cellophane. Mm -hmm. Everything still works, but you don't get resin all over it when you're doing trimming and water ash and you want to touch your phone. Mm -hmm. So there's there's just a little uh, wow. Was that, a, was that a nugget? Nugget. I think that was a nugget. Holy shit! Nugget. <laughs> Dave, rarely. That's a rarity right there. Dave Nugget. Yeah. I think that's. A Come hurt. on, give me a second is, nugget then. Is that a? But wow. someone, no, no, you're not getting a second nugget. <laughs> you are not getting another nugget. That was more than enough. Um, Your yearly nugget. So, so now that how is so? I mean, one of the things we we're all sad because we wanted to come to Spain, obviously this year for Spanibus, but they opened up. They kind of closed again, then they open up. It, what what's it yeah. like right now? What's what's the situation uh, for the sh for you know the the cannabis scene? Let's say if the last notice we had about the, the Spanavis is in April of the next year. Mm. And First of all, being in August after mm. September, and now the, it's in April. Oh, that's April. the worst idea ever. Don't, yeah. don't do April. Ugh. Yeah. Because now all the Americans yeah. are going to go, I can't go in April because no, I got 420, I'm... and then if I go there, I'm going to lose business. Oh, yeah, it's classic. Yeah. No, and, also for, and also for all the companies, it's, it's not the best mm. day to do because the season is yeah. barely even started. Has even it's, yeah. you're you're yeah. you're working with last year's outdoor yeah. or for, or for all of us, the, the best uh, the best day be in February mm -hmm. because uh, all the people need to get their stuff for the next season mm -hmm. and like that you can really work. And April, I don't know if it worked like it's the tough. other year. It's yeah. tough because it's also like you, you, if you're if you're hard working, you're you're busy as fuck that time. And also, 420 yeah. is just saturated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like two, yeah. the whole month of April, I think, is yeah. off should be off limits to new to new sh to shows in a way, just because it yeah makes it hard. I, I think too, though, they're just really they need to stay relevant, so they're picking a date mm -hmm. and they're putting it out there. 
But I think as we get closer to it, you'll watch. They'll push back and try to get it to align with uh, something that more Americans can come to because they have to know they're not going to get travel. I think travel. it's more about the, the place where, where we do. Not, it's more the place what we do, they give to them the another day. Mm-hmm. It's not like right. Spanavis want to do in April. Yeah, you yeah know? for sure. I think it's more the... the but- I bet nobody ever schedules a large event without having adequate insurance for cancellation for any reason ever again. You know, and so I mean, really, all I remember. I mean, we were talking days up into the event. You're, you're like, "Oh, it's going to be caught. It's going to be on. It's going to be on." I'm like, "Nacho, yeah, yeah no." They, the last, we we have all all the booth. We kept ready with two yeah. uh, two places this year. Have two two steps, and and fucked up. Because yeah, they had you by the balls. What could they yeah. do? You know, we only need to put the the graphics. It's the last one the guys need to put. Are all all ready for a start? It's and all set up. One day before, the the Spanish government say you can do any any thing like that with all hmm. the people. It's normal. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Listen, they had, they did what they had to do. They, they obviously they knew how to throw a cannabis event. They weren't the best at making sure they had the be- insurance just in case something happened. And so they had to wait for the government to step yeah. in because yeah. otherwise they would have gotten sued by everybody. Yeah, you know. So, exactly. eh. well, I mean, cannabis twenty twenty one. It's good that they're yeah. going to at least keep it going because it was definitely looking like it could could be the nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? Like that's it. End of story. <laughs> but luckily, at not. least High Times is not involved, though. So at least Spanibus is Spanibus, and High Times is High Times, and they're totally separate because yeah. otherwise, the you know the curse of High Times would be upon it. That's true. Yeah. What's that, that curse is now over. It's over. It's like ding over. dong, ding dong, the witch is dead <laughs> situation. Like really, it's really over. It's over, over. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, how is your business as far as locally with um, with because the seed sales in 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 uh, in Europe were quite amazing compared to here for a long time. Like people just, I mean, especially Russia, like Russia and all those countries, like uh, amazing amount of seeds. But is it is it slowed down or or gotten more with uh, everybody now stuck at home? And I would think more, right? Is it is it gone up in sales? Mm, yeah. Uh, we we grow the cells for website. This we we feel in this. Mm-hmm. This is what you ask me, no? In this time. Yeah, just now lately, has the sales gone up or down because uh, of the because yeah, of the people no, no, being stuck uh, at home? The sales, you need to think we work in in a lot in South America. Mm. It it means when here it's not season, yeah. I have the season in South America. Sure. I'm always I being constantly work, and and we work a lot in Chile, Uruguay, and now we want to open uh, in Peru and Brazil. Brazil, we start to to, to yeah, I, something like yeah that. Brazil just opened up, right? I mean, it just yeah. just became yeah. possible for them yeah. to sell seeds and, now. And a couple of people contact with us in the in the fair of Uruguay. Mm-hmm. In the meeting of Uruguay from Brazil, and they want to start to sell also kids here. Yeah. And, and yes, uh, really, ourselves, 
every every month uh, grow up because mostly in South America uh-huh. uh, we keep uh, we keep uh, strong and the people the people like to grow from seed and and like the what they find is good mm-hmm. they continuously with us and you and you have a lot of uh have you seen a lot of out, like large scale outdoor production with your seeds or is it still mostly yeah, yeah? now we we have a large production uh, uh, we work also in cbd okay mm-hmm. we do cbd flowers also and cbd strength but this is more a uh, face to the big in- industry okay mm-hmm. and now in uruguay we have license for produce and cbd and we get also the the license of in investigation, the uh, investigation and envelope. Like that, we can now uh, work with our strains of THC and certificate this strain with one government. Hmm, that's awesome. And these are all large scales, and also large scales of CBD. Is that Valencia? With, Is that Valencia, or because I know Valencia was always pushing the cannabis scene further than the other, seems like the other places. Yeah, in Alicante have a lot of CBD production. Uh-huh. Okay, but, but we we prefer working in places it's a little bit more easy. Mm. For large producers, I prefer to sell the seed and they do their production. Okay, and for me, I prefer to work like in South America with the license and with the possibility to export and import my product after. Exactly. Because in a sense, you don't have this possibility. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like uh, it's interesting to see the CBD start there too. Like uh, heavy, I know people in Tenerife are growing, and yeah, kind of everywhere is is on these little pilot pro- projects. Um, but uh, have you seen a lot of CBD products uh, also coming out? Like people are producing a lot of uh, European products. Yeah. The only problem here in Spain is uh, you don't have a regulation about the CBD for humans. Uh. Okay, and need to to say it's for pets or it's for collections. Right. And like that, they sell the product. Mm. But really, it's not one product uh, regulated for humans. Hmm. Now the, un- the European U- Union start to move some things. But I think it's more uh, face to the pharma than the small producer. Hmm. Interesting. That's that's strange because CBD seems to have just opened up globally. It's surprising yeah. that Spain hasn't figured out a yeah, way no, to I'm, set up I'm, some regulation to tax it. For all of us, it's really strange because here you have a... a a whole culture of cannabis and all culture of, of CBD. Yeah. After hemp, okay, but now with CBD. And almost of the companies from Holland and all that, they come to produce to Spain. Because you have sun, you have an amazing uh, weather to mm-hmm. grow your plant, mm-hmm. and it's one land, land you can take profit about them. But the government don't be for the work. <laughs> Yeah. They prefer look for another thing. And it's difficult for the people because uh, now for growth CBD here in Spain, you need to first of all have a, a one company. They want to buy your product before you plant. You can't stop. 
you only can produce what the company want to buy for you. So you have to have a pre-order, mm -hmm. yeah, prepaid basically, or pre-ordered. Yeah, yeah, pre-ordered, exactly. You know, that's not surprising, though. Here in the United States, that's basically how almost every agriculture crop is sold in a commercial setting. Except, you... except hemp, and that's why everybody gets Correct. stuck with holding the bag. Like, okay, mm -hmm. so now I have a million pounds of hemp to sell, and nobody wants to buy it because the prices were tanking. And, you know, we have a lot of people. Like, this year has been very hard for the hemp industry because of the. We had snow here in Colorado last week. Yeah. Like, I, I see. I see. People. That was that was not a good that was not a good look for for our industry no. here at all. No. Um, so actually, a lot of people bounced out. I mean, I've talked to people who, my friend Dutch, uh, he first sent me photos with this much snow, and I was like, oh, it's it's a washout. And then the next day, you know, yeah. two, two days later, after getting, it, I was like, probably he probably lost forty percent. You know what I mean? But still, he'll get sixty percent of it. Yeah. The rest is Better fresh. than a full wash. Well, it's fresh frozen. I told him, just get in there now with a truck and just be like, Where's that symbol crash, Mark? I know. He's, he's rolling a joint, dude. Leave him alone. Oh. There we go. There we go. But no, it was... Uh, so, and then you have the fires in Oregon, which is yeah. a, basically the two big states in America is Oregon and Colorado when it comes to hemp production at the moment. And both of them got fucked in yeah, many ways. Yeah, I see the, the picture because I have so the, friends. So the, the prices, so it's it's interesting to see what will happen. Maybe the price will go up because people now all of a sudden need more CBD. Um, but I do know there's a lot of people sitting on a lot of product, whether it's distillate, isolate, uh, biomass. Um, what is the extraction like over in, in Spain as far as legal, legal or not legal or... What BHO or not? What can you here, do? You need to think here. Uh, all it's illegal. Yeah, nothing. To, so you can't commercially do anything. You can't commercially anything. First of all, because if I, I'm gonna talk about the most legal you can do, it's CBD flower. Mm -hmm. But you can you can trim this flower. You can do anything. Then uh, put all together make the, the fiber and sell. This is what you can do here in Spain. For do any transformation of the plant, you need some license about the Agency of Pharmacology of Spain, and mm. it's too difficult to get this. And, nobody's, and nobody is getting that, really. No. <laughs> and, uh, maybe maybe for uh, people in all Spain have because they have a laboratory or some investigation center and they can, they can do. Right. But not... you think that in Spain it's all illegal. I can sell my seed, but I can grow my seed. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like, like Colorado. It's like Holland. You can grow it's like it, you Holland. Just it's like Holland. You can you can you can sell it in the store, but you can't grow it. In so. the middle with one step in the illegal, and one step in the legal. Yeah, well, that's 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 the Spanish way always, though. It's always been yeah. like that, you know. It's always it's always been like that there. And Holland was the same forever because yeah. if they acknowledge that it's legal, uh, it goes it, it it unravels too many things, you know. So they have to kind of play both sides and then how is this how is the i mean the clubs must be also having a hard time with with the the regulations and the difficultness of the because before yeah. it was going gang it was going pretty pretty crazy for a while i mean i remember in 2009 when like the first ones were opening up 
and I couldn't believe it is even possible. And then it just got bigger, 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 bigger. Yeah, but yeah. then it seems like also it, uh, there's a lot of, uh, it's quite hard to keep those shops open. I mean, or maybe not, depending on who you know, I guess. <laughs> the problem for the clubs is the same. They have regulation for, um, for the consuming side of the club and for the, the guys who can be inside and all the numbers of, uh, of uh, partners and all that. Yeah. At the side of the garden, it's not regulated. Yeah. Continuously, continuously be illegal. The mm -hmm. police can go inside of one garden and mm -hmm. make all the all the yeah all the, pluck you pluck you like a chicken basically is what they can come in <laughs> pluck all your feathers take all the feathers and leave you there like naked <laughs> naked yeah, and waiting exactly. start over again yeah. but but how like about that. but how about jail time is there is there a lot of people going to jail for it or is it kind of just no, a money thing. At the end, when it's for that, they be like in the two sides because when you arrive to the to the court, the to the court, to the court, yeah, yeah, to the, when you arrive to the court, uh, you can present this garden. It's about one club and the numbers of partners and the number of plants. It's for this number of partners, and at the end, almost of the time, it's only pay something because continuously be legal, but nobody yeah. goes to jail. Right. And just, you, and need just, good, and, you need a good liar, eh? For, right. For that. <laughs> now, is Did that, you say a good liar or a good lawyer? Good lawyer. They're the same good thing. Lawyer. They're the same yeah, thing. No. It's the same, same exact thing. You just have to think about it in different contexts. Um, does it bring heat to the... Does that... If that happens, though, say somebody has got a garden and they use that as a defense, does that not make the club be susceptible now to more investigations because they know, oh, now we know this is your sure. garden and your thing, or does it, do they let you grow again or you just have to go sneak away around and do another garden uh, sneaking? <laughs> the people grow again. Of course, right? Yeah. At the end, you have your business and you need to continue with your business yeah. or that or close your business. For sure. It's like that. Uh, the point is all the people fight for one real regulation. Yeah. Then, okay, I can be a place with cannabis and I can take my part of the of this garden because if it's of all inside of one club don't sell cannabis. Mm -hmm. You pay for the the cure about this cup for the grow of this cannabis for all the process until arrives to your club. Okay? Mm -hmm. Age means uh, I can do all these things but I can grow the plant. Then the government tell me I can consume inside of the of this place. And it's like crazy. So Treasure is a sponsor of our show. Um, okay. What club do you like to go to in a, in Barcelona? Uh, you have a lot of clubs to go. You have uh, HQ. HQ. Mm -hmm. HQ is very popular. Yeah. HQ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good club. Also, La Casa de Canja, uh, Nectar Club, when we do the, the party. That's where we went. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, a lot of clubs will have be amazing for go. If you want, when they come, or if you call me and, and we can go together. <laughs> sure. I don't know when that'll be. Adam will be there way before me. Yeah, now it's difficult. Yeah. No, our U.S. passport is shit now. Yeah. Shit. Shit. 
Yeah, it's like a travel anywhere. It's like a Shvila. Where can we go? We can go to 24 uh, places, but they're they're mostly in the Caribbean and in Eastern Russia, like Estonia and stuff like that, I think. Can we go to Russia? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Don't hold me on that. <laughs> I just know it was Slavic countries. It wasn't necessarily Russia itself. I think it was just Slavic countries. Earlier. And how gonna be cold eh, in all these places because it started winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Uh, I think we can go to twenty-four places. It's less than a Sri Lankan passport now. That's how bad we are. We're, oh, we have God. lowered. We have lowered our levels now. And they used to be one of the worst. They used to be one of the places that was like, "What? Well, you can't." They were always high on the list. But uh, oh, lower than Sri Lanka. Yes, that was okay. Us. That was us. Um, so what? So what? So what uh, projects you guys got going on now as far as cannabis? You got new new strains or any haze strains yeah. that you guys are working with or something now different? For, for <laughs> it's last Spanavis, uh, we normally we launch uh, not every year, but every two years or something like that. We launch uh, one strain in the Spanavis here in. In, in Europe, and another strain we launched in the Ferry of Chile. One for the season of here and one for the season of there with different kind of uh, strains about the about what we like in Europe and what we like in South America. And the new strain we want to launch in Spanish is this last year, and at the end we launch uh, like normally via regular strain. The name is Ghost. Uh, the name comes for the dog of one of my partners, from Uri. Uh, and it's a cross between a Ghost OG uh, for a cross with Purple Punch 2.0 of Symbiotic Genetics. Hmm. And it's amazing, amazing cross. The another one is it's Sugus. Um, it's a platinum, platinum stock uh, for one male of ice cream cake. And also amazing resin and and also irregular strain. And the third one, be the dosi dos. And we launch uh, <coughs> with the purple punch alpha cut, uh, crossed with the dosi dos of North Cal. It's funny. It's and funny because when you when you hear a Spanish guy talking about dosi dos and purple punch and stuff it's kind of like it's yeah. like we're like we're expecting much more uh spanish sounding names <laughs> thrown yeah. Into the, like, <laughs> yeah at the end like we move in a global market the name is, is normally the international name oh yeah no no right now it's uh right now it's uh it's funny how things come into fashion like like you know before dutch strains were the popular strain so whatever the dutch yeah. and the dutch are very uncreative with their strain names and then you go to america and america is like takes it to too far like they're like okay guys relax on the desserts everybody's got we've, we've ruined we've ruined every food out there you know every I mean? breakfast food is taken yeah and you know we can't and everybody realizes they can't and star wars is over you know there's certain things where people just go and they <laughs> annihilate the names but uh It'd be nice to see some uh, things come out of Europe that, like, or come out of Spain, because Spain's already becoming, like, established as a great place to do breeding because of the fact that you have outdoor ability, really, yeah. you know, which we don't have. Like, Holland never had that. Holland was always like, they could make seeds, but it was always indoors, occasionally greenhouse, but 90% of the time was indoors, yeah. which isn't really the best way, in my opinion, to produce. Uh, seeds because you never get to see the plant 
100%. You only see what you, like, I gave it this much light. I gave it this much food. I see this plant. Another guy gives it more food, more yeah. light, more, st he gets a bigger plant. He gets a different plant yeah. sometimes, or he grows it a little bit. So, but if you grow outdoors, if you grow outdoors, you can see the plant just do its thing as fuck as big as it wants to go. And so Spain, I think, had some amazing uh, outdoor grows. The only thing I, in Barcelona, I didn't like the water. That was the problem. Everybody's, who grew indoors in Barcelona, the weed yeah. became like very brown quickly and changed colors. And it was very like, didn't have a good taste a lot of times. Some looked good sometimes, but the taste was a funky. But I, what's the best, who has the best growing conditions in Spain, like outdoors? Who, who was the best, what's the best area? Uh, I think the area of the soft. Like, uh, like Alicante, Alicante and, and Murcia and all these places, mm -hmm. they have a really good weather for grow outdoor. Yeah, I think. And also the Basque region a little bit, or? And, and the Basque, yeah. exactly. And things yeah. like, I feel like they have, I think, that, I feel like that was kind of California, that was a little yeah. more Cali style or something like yeah. that, because it's the Western coast. So in, in the Basque country, they have amazing outdoors with yeah. really big plants. And and also the weather is amazing for growth. Basque yeah. is left. <laughs> <laughs> Being America's like what? Mark's like Basque. Like what am I looking up? The word Basque? No, it's left side. Yeah. Left side there. Go to the left porch. Like yeah. <laughs> above porch. Right? Left, left and up. <laughs> yeah, left and left and up. There you go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's good surfing and good. Uh, isn't it funny? Once again, yeah. good surfing and good weed. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, you're that... in trouble. You know how much hate mail I'm gonna have to open up now because you said that. Yeah, I think. Holy shit. I think I think we've 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 busted that. We've busted that. But yeah. Um, we what? still have haters for that, I'm telling you, just so you know. Okay, yes, we've busted. Don't them. mention surfing and... Oh, wait, shit, I said it out loud. Yes. Do you, do you surf, Nacho? No. No, Good when man. I was younger, I do a skateboard. Nice. But... So that's surfing on land. Yeah, but no, now, now no. I don't, <laughs> now I work a lot, and, and the rest of the time I try to be with my family. No time to and... skateboard right Good now? Good for you. No, no skateboarding time? Oh. Well, it depends no, on if you have a big enough grow. If you have a big enough grow, you can incorporate skating yeah. in the grow because you need to get <laughs> yeah. from one end to the other end. So at least you get a long board in and you can get a little bit of workout, you know? So yeah. that's your plan for the place down yeah. south, yeah. isn't it? There's yeah. always going to be a little lane on the side where you'll be able to use your skateboard to go from. Yeah. The next thing I give to my garden is one skateboard. <laughs> there you go. I love the fact that skateboards are so utilitarian, though. Like if you're moving house. I've, Vinny and I have literally moved an entire place on just fucking skateboards because it's like, yeah, these things are great. <laughs> <laughs> like when you need them, you're like moving the whole house, literally. Yeah. Um, well, cool. I think we're gonna have. Okay, we're coming up to. Uh, look at that. One hour. We did it. Bam. Like. Thank you so much, like Nacho. It was, it was so great to see you to the, again, man. To the dot. Right. Um, yeah, we're gonna check back in with you too in the near future, and hopefully, we're gonna come see you. That's the plan. So. When we're over there, we will have a big, big meetup and uh, get to try some of your get to try some of your stuff directly from you. Yeah, look look forward to it. If you come, the the famous box of Angel be open for you. <laughs> yes, oh, sweet. The tackle box, the world famous tackle box. Ooh, the the yeah. tackle box. The box. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Well, thanks, Nacho. And and, and, oh, and quick guys. before you go, before you go, uh, Instagram is obviously it's it's. it's RQM Seeds? Yeah, we have uh, RQM Seeds. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the official Instagram of the, 
of the company. Mm -hmm. And also you have Erkin Live. It's the Instagram when we move more more pictures and more videos nice. about how we work and of life every day. Sweet. Okay. Sweet, sweet. And also the channel of YouTube. It's the same name, Erkin, Erkin Live. Well, the good thing and, is, is you have a unique name, so nobody else. I mean, when you look it yeah. up, it's like if there's not like, yeah, my, oh, which which my, is it? Arkim. Yeah, my nickname, <laughs> my nickname is Nacho Requiem. Oh yeah, in right, Instagram, yeah. and everybody can check and and know our company a little bit more. Great, thanks for thanks for okay. checking in. Uh, Dave's been bigging you up for a long time. Thank every, you. every other week, he's like, what about them? What about, I was like, well, we'll get, I get the right time. We make it work. So it was good to finally get you on the show and uh, yeah, talk to you soon. Thank and you, thank you Belayo, for staying in the background there just in case we didn't need you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, too. <laughs> thank no you, Nacho. Bye. Hey, man, Bye. take care. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios. <laughs> so, Bam. Yeah, seriously. And now he can go to bed. There, now so can go to bed and now he can go to bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Right. Imagine if we had to keep him up two extra hours. It would have just been that much more. So it's like it's tough doing those late night interviews. I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we got uh, we got Bill Drake calling in in a sec. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we could do shadows, but we could also just have him call in. I think it'd be better and just nail it, and then we'll do the shadows at the end. Because the shadows everyone loves so much anyway, they will definitely stay till the end and listen to those because oh, those yeah. are the best. Or we could try and get through as many as we can until he gets in. Uh, you know that usually. Why don't we do our first up. three? All right, let's do our first three. But if but if Bill is listening, which I'm well, sure first he is, four. Just kind of like slide in at some point. And so yeah. we'll stop if he does. Yeah. yeah, we'll just stop if he does. Hey, we'll hey. look at us for or organized disorganization going on here. New Millennium Nutrients, which I have to pick up a bunch, so I've been hitting up the guys, and everyone's so fucking busy, I can't even get to them. But uh, if you need to get some, because uh, actually you do, uh, you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. You check out the website there. They have a store finder if you're, you want to pick it up in the store, but you can also order direct. And when you do, you can get the done deal, which is uh, definitely worth, worth, worth it to not have to go shopping anywhere, right? Nobody goes. Yeah. Out. Nobody goes. Damn out skippy. Anymore. Nobody goes out anymore. Anyway, they just sit around and order shit. Uh, plenty of people go out. I was out Not today. Not Dave. In my car. You're lying no, already. Were, You're I lying. was out today. You're lying. You're and lying. You're lying. You're lying. No. You're lying. I I went by Helping Hands today because they had some no till I wanted to try, what? and. They met me outside. They did a curbside for me. They do curbside for everybody. And when I had to drive through Boulder, passing Pearl Street, mm -hmm. it was more crowded than I've ever seen it pre-pandemic. So there are plenty of people out right now. Don't right. kid All yourself right, well, for stop, a second. Stop, you stop just hijacking. came from Miami. Hey, you're hijacking our fucking show here. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> with your jibber-jabber. Jesus Christ. I'm good at that. New Millennium Nutrients, uh, again, if you're growing any any scale, doesn't matter if you're growing a tent or if you're growing a large-scale operation, they're worth checking into. Not only do is it super high-quality products, but it's fucking efficient as hell, and it's set up for if you have a Dosatron or you're setting up your, you have a real proper size facility, these things are ready to plug and play. You can buy them in 50-gallon pieces and blab, slam that in there, and you're good to go. Uh, also, done deal on that is going to be, like, phenomenal because you know, the bigger you, the more you spend, the more you save, right? Isn't that how it goes, Dave? The more you spend, the more you save. Well, that's the bullshit line they try to, to tell you all the time. It's kind of true, but it is true. That it's still the more you spend. You, you can just stop. 
No. You're going to spend more, but uh, you will save some. No, no, you'll save a lot with these guys too. That's the best part because it's, yeah. it's super efficient. And, and when you start working it out, price per gallon, uh, it's, it's pennies, you know. So uh, check them out. Damn, tell them you heard about it on the show, of course. You betcha. Booyah. Oh, there you go. Incredibles. Oh, remember, see, and, and this will probably be the last week we'll just really I talk know. about Incredibles. I know, that's what I was thinking um, too. I was like, their, their person hasn't gotten in touch with us, but they are. Okay. So, re really, their brands are medically correct, uh -huh. um, Clear Creek Extracts, and True Pura. We're going to have to so, learn. So, you're trying to say, I have to learn stuff now? I'm like, oh, no. Dave, you didn't tell me you've that. You've known, <laughs> you practically helped found the company. What are I you know. talking about? I know. You know, it's so, you, you, I'm sure you can talk off the cuff about anything about what, what really it took to start an edibles company, but these guys are consistent mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end of effect. They're like titration in a box. So you know what's going to happen. <clears throat> None of this, you know, I'm going to, somebody's 50 milligram isn't really 50 milligrams. They hot dose oh, it. See, so they you should see, that's the one thing in Florida just passed um, to allow edibles. And like literally just Ooh. passed. So they're just, like, they've been no edibles around. And so people have been just getting these booty bad like nothing <laughs> like somebody did some tests and they found like it says 500 milligrams it's got 50 you know what i mean it's just like really remember that dr jace and, and yeah. i told Here him the story and i told him happened? the story no and i told him i said oh they did this in they did this in denver and it was like oh it ruined people you know what i mean and they were like yep but when they did that what happened with incredibles they had actually given you a little bit more than they even said which they said that's still a problem, but I was like, well, dude, if they said it's 100 and it's 110, I'm, I'm good with that. But if they say it's 100 and it's 50 or 20, then what the fuck? Then you're pissed. Then you want to flip tables over I've like never, Jesus. I then you want to become I've Jesus looked. flipping tables. You can look at the labels. There have been times in the past, I believe, mm -hmm. that they've gotten a test rating mm -hmm. where they had to short the package by one gummy because each one was up above. But I haven't heard that happening in years. The consistency of their product mm -hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. I have a shelf full of them. I, I'll, I'll be honest, I get nervous when I even get close to like having only two bottles left. So I go out and get some more. Great, great products. They're, Try other companies' gummies. Try their gummies. You'll just come back to Incredibles. There's no point. They're fantastic. Fantastic. And, and right? of course, they have Trupura, which is their CBD line. And there you can get the done deal. Because uh, you can get that delivered to your door because you're lazy sod and you're just sitting around, <laughs> just like Dave, ordering shit online. And Dave is not a lazy suck. He just <laughs> sod, chooses sod. not to go out around other people. I just go out yeah. all the time. And uh, I tell you one thing, my kids will come up to me in the morning and they'll say, can I have a CBD gummy? And it's been helping their allergies. Because when you think about it, allergy is just a form of inflammation, right. especially oh. the pollen allergies. And my 12-year-old takes a gummy. And her sneezing goes away. Uh -huh. So, very awesome. Look who's Look, joined us. Through a few of them. Bill, yes, Bill Drake, cutting, coming, hey, Bill. In, coming in hot. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Adam? We're doing good. We're doing good. Um, good. We're super stoked to have you on the show. Um, we'll do. We'll continue with our shout-outs at the end. That's no problem. I know everybody's sad because I'm not going to do the shout-outs. See, 
They're like, that is the best part of the show when Adam fucks everything up. I mean, no. shout no. out to Adam. Hey, I, I came in on a discussion that's really dear to my heart, and that is the CBD and inflammation. Oh. I mean, keep going, man. Okay, well, let's 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 <laughs> let's, let's even continue that part of the discussion. Why? Because you gave me so many. Basically, when I got, I was super happy first of all to get a message from you because, like, you didn't have to explain. You. you didn't have to explain yourself to me. I literally was selling your book. Uh, when, I, when I was 19, out of the store, uh, out of out of uh, Sensi Seeds, when I was working there, because we had a pretty big book oh, selection. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. yeah, so I worked at Sensi in '90, and your book was up there along with you know the the, the, the original, all the original guys, and I kind of I, I wouldn't say I directly remember thinking like whatever happened to Bill Drake, but it was kind of like I'd met everybody else, you know what I mean? Everyone else kind of came through Amsterdam at some point. I met Ed. Yeah. You know, I met Mel Frank, I met all those guys, and, and it was like, but you were more of a, of a mystery man, so <laughs> I just knew your book. I, I, had a different, I had a different path in life. Uh, I wound up at, uh, I published the first book, uh, Cultivator's Handbook, when, and my son was born a few months afterwards, and when he was 11 months old, I became a single dad. Was that in sixty eight? Was that in sixty eight or sixty nine or seventy? Well, it was, was sixty nine. He was born in seventy, and and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, so uh, I went down the path of uh, being a single father. And I, in those days, uh, <laughs> you didn't hang out and uh, raise a kid. So, you know, I, I went down that path. But sure. I kept writing and kept uh, kept in touch with a lot of people. I, I love how so many people have written such great books. My, my little book was just a, it was a pamphlet, basically. But it, it was an attempt to say, hey, you know, we can share knowledge and we can we can have a revolution. And uh, yeah. Uh, you can't you can't stop knowledge. Well, yeah, and I think I liked I did like I mean the fact that it was a small, easy, like a tiny. It was a little book in size and yeah. kind of like had it, but it was cool because it was, uh, it, you know, you could tell it was from experience at that point, which is important. And uh, so I read your I read the uh, uh, the thing that you sent me with the whole history of the when he kind of it was. It was a long read, but it was super enjoyable. Um, the backstory thing? Yeah, the backstory. And uh, it was, I mean, it definitely was like, okay, that's why I, I put in the description a true OG, because you definitely, you know, <laughs> you, you, dealt with the, you dealt with the things that all of us have dealt with at some point, but you handled it well. And uh, can, Thank you. can you tell that story a little bit? Because, it, uh, I mean, I'll, I'm going to post a link at the end so you, you, you can just... Just go straight to the to the meat of the of the story because it was. Well, I think the meat. The, I think the meat is that what we're going through today with people like uh, Donald Trump and uh, Bill Barr and people like that. Um, in those days, we were going through it with people like John Mitchell, who was the Attorney General, and J. Edgar Hoover, who ran the FBI, mm-hmm. and uh, Richard Nixon, and uh, you know that whole crowd. Uh, and, and it really is history repeating itself. <laughs> uh, so, but uh, uh, in the, it was dangerous. It became very dangerous to, to grow uh, marijuana, uh, even out here in Oregon in the middle of late 60s. And uh, as I mentioned to you, I had a, a new son, and uh, um, I, 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 I uh, felt like I couldn't continue down the road of uh, being a uh, – taking any kind of a role in the marijuana revolution i was just like a johnny Appleseed. I, I planted a tree and kind of moved on right uh and and i'm really really happy to see all the wonderful uh not just books uh, uh but, but all the the communities that have come out of it. and that i want to use your forum please here to say 
to all the people in California and Oregon and Washington who are being uh, afflicted by these fires. And I know there's so many small farmers and uh, who are who've just been lost everything because of this that uh, our hearts are really with them. Yeah. No, it's it, it's it. Oh, where are we getting the echo from? I got echo on my thing. I mean, we just want to hit a reset on this whole year. You know, Bill, oh. it's uh, it's understandable. There's just <laughs> we, we we talked about this before. We, we wanted this to be the 420 of all things, and then we couldn't even we couldn't even have a fun 420 this year that it was 420 420 420 420 how many three times every month. there's three right. every month and we can't haven't even really celebrated one properly it's kind of yeah it's pretty sad it's a sad state of affairs that's cool i'm good now i just i decided weird. no more echo i don't know it's weird um but you know uh the part of the story that i was uh talking about though was the actual physical uh, trans- transportation of the books and all of that because that, so basically <laughs> so basically yeah so basically your friend your friend convinced you first of all that you should probably write a book because you were that guy you know so so that was your inspiration technically or, or. if you'd like me to tell the story Adam I, I will I'll try to keep yeah. it short but I'm an old man so you got to watch me okay no problem <laughs> but, so um, uh, I decided it was I looked around and, and uh, a lot of friends of mine and I had uh, learned how to grow. Marijuana shared a lot of knowledge. I've done a little traveling. Uh, I've, I've been to Colombia. I've been to the Middle East. I was in uh, the Peace Corps in the middle '60s and managed to learn a lot of things. Uh, just nothing, not, not any scientific or technical knowledge. Just uh, hung out and asked questions. I spoke a little Arabic at the time and French, and could get Spanish, could get around. So uh, I came back and lived in Oregon uh, and uh, uh, grew some uh, marijuana and. Uh, met a lot of people and a lot of people were getting busted in those days literally people would be going to jail for life for uh growing a couple of plants you know i mean everybody knows the story there's still people today who are suffering from 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 that period anyway um i i thought to myself well uh, shit, uh, let's, I'm, I know enough to write a little pamphlet to, 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 and maybe enough people will start growing that the feds won't have, they won't be able to put out all the fires, right. not to be used an unfortunate analogy. <laughs> so I did. Uh, and, and I, I, first thing I did was, uh, worked with a, a commune in Eugene, Oregon, uh, Eugene Auger, uh, whose, whose, uh, uh, logo was a screw. Uh, was the underground newspaper Eugene at the time, great bunch of people. One of Patty and John, I remember them well. And um, they helped me put together. Uh, you know, I typed the manuscript up on an old IBM Selectric. Uh, for those <laughs> who are listening, who remember the ball, I used a Courier Twelve. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Holy moly! You remember? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, that was an elegant manuscript, and then I uh, worked with a young artist, Terry Rutledge, to talk about who somebody who I've never been able to find again. I hope Terry's out there somewhere, still drawing great art. But he was, he was an R. Crumb uh, follower in those days, and, and you know, you can see the influence in in his drawings in the book. Yeah. Uh, and then my brother. Uh, so he did. The, a, so he did the sketch that he did the sketch that we used for the for the for the show. That was yeah, the, yeah. That, cool. was, that was Terry. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, that was his interpretation of uh, me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I actually no, it was funny because I was I was like 
scratching my head about what I need to do for the show. And then I found that picture and I was like, Oh my God, this is so perfect. Cause it's, oh, it, it's yeah, a, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you'd man. be, I'm sure you'd be happy if that's what people think you look like nowadays. Right. They'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I th- that was the most hair I ever had. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, uh, again, trying to keep it short. It, yeah. it was an adventure getting the book published because uh, uh, I couldn't, I, I naively set out to, to find somebody to print it. And, and the first print shop I went to, uh, one of the guys out back in the shop, the printer was fine with printing it because I had some cash to pay for it. But mm-hmm. the, somebody out in the shop was a member of the John Birch Society uh, who uh, that kind of comes along with the Courier 12 Selectric Ball, you know, same same period. Uh, but they were the, uh, they were the uh, proud boys, mm. let's say, of, of the uh, 60s. And... Uh, and uh, the right-wing militia folks. Sure. And, and they, uh, uh, he, the, the guy in the print shop called his, uh, somebody he knew, an FBI agent, and oh, uh, God. Uh, ratted, on, ratted on the uh, this criminal enterprise that was unfolding out <laughs> right there in their very print shop. Right. <laughs> small amount of pot, small amount of pot. Wait, no, it's not a small amount of pot. He's just writing about it. Get him! Yeah, whole, but it's a whole body. Yeah, they take it seriously. That's that's the, the crazy part about it is like even Holland, which is so like you know cannabis yeah. cannabis friendly. There was a yeah. moment in time where they were telling us we couldn't sell books because we weren't allowed to educate people about it. And, we're, and we are, you know, I was working for the Hash Museum at the time. And I'm like, so wait a minute, so we're not allowed to educate people, but we have a Hash Museum. That doesn't really that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I guess that is part of what we're doing, right? It's educating, but you weren't well, allowed to you weren't allowed yeah. to sell books, but we did anyway. We said fuck you and sold them. The crazy the craziness the craziness is inherent in the system. If you look too closely, you'll see, you know, it's it, it's that old. Uh, uh, hall of mirrors kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, none of it made sense really but uh, they created laws and enforced them in ways that forced their version of reality on the rest of us uh but you did get, but, but you did anyway, manage, but so you did manage to print them right at the, or did you go finally to- managed to print it and the way i did it was that there was this uh, uh, newspaper editor down on the coast of oregon in a little town called florence uh, who had a, a reputation as an art, really strong conservative, but he was in the newspaper man conservative tradition. In other words, a great respecter of the Constitution and, and a legitimate patriot and so forth. So I, I went down to the coast and, and uh, sat down with this guy who was like a retired Marine buzz cut and everything, and I looked like I looked, and I had, I, I put this box with my layout on his desk and i said you know the fbi has been going around the state intimidating printers four of them so far have refused to print my book and and dave holman was his name he checked me out a little bit and then he picked up the phone and called his uh somebody he knew who was turned out to be the agent in charge of the portland fbi office and <laughs> told him to uh buck off that he was gonna <laughs> print the book that's, that's awesome. and, uh, and you know there, there's more to the story but i'm, I'm, I'm trying to that's condense good. it here <laughs> so dave printed the book for me uh, uh and this was after we had uh, i had already gone through a bit of an adventure getting the first round uh printed by the eugene auger uh, uh, uh and and taking it down to california and getting a an incredible reception at uh, uh a bookstore there, the Tides and, and the uh, Berlin Gettys uh, bookstore and others, and, and Whole Earth Catalog, in the, which was just in the very beginning mm-hmm. when I happened to show up in the Bay Area with a box full of these little yellow books. And 
I didn't meet Stuart Brand on that trip, but they, on the first trip, it was I, they were literally operating out of a trailer in a truck in Colorado, right. near Colorado. And uh, uh, so, you know, they really helped. I mean, they didn't help. They, they, they took the, that little book and put it in the hands of an awful lot of people very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, within months, uh, tens of thousands of copies had, had, were sold. And, and and reprinted by the students for Democratic Society who immediately began liberating liberating the book and printing it themselves and selling it. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's a, I'll, no, I'll I, end the story there and let you ask another question. No, I no, told you no, I wanted. No, no, that was, that's, <laughs> I, but you but you skipped out on the one part that I even wanted to hear, which is perfect. So now I can ask. I can continue to the question. Oh, so okay. tell me about tell, me so tell me about tell me about the <laughs> cops. Uh, pulling you guys over with the box of with the box of books that, oh, was, that oh. was that was a good story i like that one well all right because yeah, I, I, I went through the same thing i went through the same thing in uh can going into canada i had a bunch of catalogs yeah. with me and i got the same oh. exact thing where it, it escalated it and then and but i didn't get away like i mean i did in a way but i didn't like i still had to get turned around because they didn't want me in their country uh because I had, even though books. you didn't possess any illegal substances, still there was evidence of intent. Exactly, yeah. they were like, "No, oh, but you got these," and I was like, "This is paper with pictures on it." Like, yeah, right. yeah. Well, it just shows you that what's what's really threatening to the state is what's on paper. Right. So tell me. So so so, so yeah. Just to give us a little rundown because that was a pretty cool story too, as far as like. You, yeah, you, yeah you, I, 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 the, the the fact that it happened to me was kind of a gift. I felt as as much of the things that happen in life are a gift to you if you know what they are. Right. Anyway, we were we had just printed the first 500 copies of uh, of the book uh, uh, at the Eugene Auger, uh, the the uh, uh, small uh, underground newspaper offices there in Eugene, Oregon, and uh, had hand bound them by hand and put them in boxes. And a friend of mine who had an old farm truck and I were driving drove on south, what is now Interstate 5, wasn't then. Uh, but uh, uh, we, of course, were smoking as we drove along. You know, the truck had no windows. It was an old flatbed. And we had the boxes stacked on the box back in the tarp. And we got we got over the mountains, and we're going down through Shasta County, and a cop lit us up from behind. I mean, duh. <laughs> guys had your your hair was like long hair kind of oh yeah and chuck 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 was a uh, he was like six foot six long red hair big red beard big guy lumberjack kind of guy you know uh and this was his his old red uh, red it was rusty red (laughs) and with a tarp right in boxes Sure. We were just driving along. Hey, you know, we got books. You know, what's going on? <laughs> just, just some books, regular old books. <laughs> Nothing well, to we see here. So, old potatoes. Honest Nothing to, to see God, here. Honest to God, neither of us before this said to ourselves, you know what? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so the cop lit us up and we went through the routine. What's, it, what's in the back? Uh, uh, you know, books. Books. Yeah, books. Oh, sure. Back. I see boxes. Open them. Open one. Okay. Yeah. See books. All right. Take the books out. What's underneath the books? More books. <laughs> take every box. Uh, he didn't out. even bother to look at the cover. You know, I'd be thinking. Box. I hope they're turned upside down. You know, when he does, he just sees the back of it. He doesn't see the front. No, no, no. That was, he picked one. So he said, "Show me the book." <laughs> so I put huh. the box in hand, and he said, "Stay here." 
oh man and he walked back to his car and you know then there within a short amount of time everybody who was every well, cop in the entire jurisdiction oh, right having fun man lights and sirens <laughs> all the hippies down on their knees beside the highway you know and a truck uh, with boxes on it from oregon <laughs> Uh. <laughs> and uh, so then a, 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 an unmarked car pulled up and out stepped a guy, obviously a, a, a lieutenant, you know, I mean, a ranking person, you know, badge on the belt, a, a, a sports coat, uh, that kind of thing. A walked boss. Over. Yeah, boss, right. Walked over to the guy, uh, you know, and the cop with the book brought it over. He took a look at it and he asked a few questions. They pointed at me. He walked over. He said, he said paraphrasing the entire conversation he said uh, uh who wrote this and I, I said i did sir he said uh oh, but you were using you weren't you were you, you i guess you used your real name you didn't even think it was oh yeah no, no 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 because that's true you didn't have any pen you didn't change your name which is no like, i mean that you, was kind of that was you learned a lesson in your face you're like oh jorge cervantes had a good idea maybe <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no i i i was i frankly was real interested in them knowing exactly yeah. what i was doing and who was doing it right at right. that point i was uh, you know i was young and stupid and uh, i thought <laughs> i was a revolutionary <laughs> sure <laughs> it was fun mm. it was fun you know uh, the same reason a lot of the so-called rioters out there right now are just stupid young guys having fun, and they shouldn't be having that kind of fun, but that's what they're doing. Right. So, that, so, anyway. so when the cop asked you if it was yours, uh, yeah, was he impressed? Well, so we was, went on. And was then, he impressed he by your penman, by your skill, your writing skill? He's like, hey, you're a pretty good writer. No, 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 no. He didn't do that. He, he just thumbed through it, and he, and he said, this is pretty detailed. And he said, uh, you wouldn't be stupid enough to be having any of this marijuana in your truck, would you? <laughs> and we all said, oh, no, sir, you know. And he said, well, I can't, I, that's good because I can't, you know. And he got really, he kind of was playing with us. So he said, well, yes, yeah, good because if, if I found any, I would have to, you know, take you guys in for really being stupid as well as breaking the law. And he said, oh, no, sir, we're clean, you know, we're clean. And of course, both of us were reeking, but, you know, he was just playing. Anyway, he turned out, he just said, well, I'm going to let you guys go because there's nothing illegal about what you're doing. He said, uh, uh, he said, I just want you to be careful and drive carefully, and I'm going to make sure that every county you go through now, uh, they're going to make be with you to make sure you get to San Francisco okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's always fun. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was a kind of magical night. I mean, this happened maybe, you know, late evening, yeah. you know. I mean, we left Eugene in the late afternoon. It was, you know, maybe midnight. You know, so we drove on through the night, and it was kind of cool. We did we did throw everything out of the cab shortly after we pulled. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say you guys were were all holding weed, right? You had weed in the, oh, in, yeah. the in the glove compartment. Yeah. You had you were like so you Jedi mind tricked them basically. You just were like nothing to see here, just books. I, and, you know what? And... I think I think I'm I would like to say that I Jedi mind tricked them, but I was actually uh, terrified. <laughs> Interesting how they didn't search the cab at all or this anything is, like this that. Is this, 19, yeah. this is nineteen sixty nine, dude. This is nineteen. Yeah, yeah, nineteen. Yeah, and if if the lieutenant had chosen, I I I've rationalized it through the years. I just thought he probably thought he knew, that if he, he wanna, busted me, it would help sell the book. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to. He didn't want to hype up the book. Uh, he was like, if I bust this guy. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy because why uh, else would he would not have looked in the cab? It's uh, <laughs> a book saved your life. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. California in the late sixties, you know, Shasta County Sheriff, Shasta County was pretty conservative. Still is. Right. 
Damn. That's crazy. No, that is a. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of those situations too where you just like. Uh, I mean, if you, I had I had the same thing when I went to Canada. I had weed on me that I didn't know I yeah. had, and I had I had it on me that I didn't know I had. They searched me, searched all my gear. And yeah. didn't find it. And then when I got to Amazing. where, and then when they sent me back, I sent me, to, instead of going back to Amsterdam, I got sent back to Seattle and I got out, went to a hotel, took a shower. And after I was going through my bag, I was like, what the and fuck? Is, I, go, I go, what the fuck is this? And I had a, I, I had smell a weed. I had a bu- I, I literally had a bubbler that was about this, like without this back piece, it was about as big as this in my pocket Good of my Lord. jacket, which I was like, I thought it was, I, when I felt it, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, how could they not find a bubbler with a with a with a with a, a film canister full of hash next to it. I was like, you guys are ridiculous. So Never I, called them professionals again, did you? Well, it that was like it was, and I sat in the, and I sat in the holding cell all night, and then I got taken out in the morning, and they they hand carried my bags around security to the yeah. plane because I was late, and they were like running around. They were like, oh, don't worry, we've already checked the bag, and then they would carry the bag around, <laughs> around all the scanners, and then they just, so I never went through any scanners when I got to the plane, and it was just, it was like crazy how lucky I was. I was like, holy shit, that is the weirdest thing ever, but. That's uh, more than lucky. That's more than lucky. That's, yeah. that's and, it, a- and it was the same. They kept asking me, like, you don't have anything on you. I was like, no, dude, come on. And I really didn't think I had any, so I was, I was just telling the truth, I thought. And it would have Talk been... about a Jedi, Jedi mind fuck. That was <laughs> the force. The force was with you. Yeah, that was a, that was one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That one. Well, doesn't George Costanza say that it's not a lie if you believe it? <laughs> true. Right. True, so true. you weren't. It's lying. only it's only the truth if you believe it. So so after the book came out, so then so so you made it through that one, lucky, and you got it down to San Francisco, yeah, I mean, and then magically. and then and then you, and that's when you said that the the bookshop was opening up around that same time. The yeah, well, I, uh, I had lived in Sausalito as a boy, and and I and the Tides Bookshop was there then, and my mother had shopped in, and I and, I, and because you know, I had I had written some bad poetry, and I was paying attention to the world of books and so forth in those days, and so I knew a lot about the Tide Bookshop, and and I knew that 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 new writers were welcomed there, and so. I went there and uh, with my with my friend. We as it was opening up, and as we were, you know, Herb uh, Becker was the uh, owner. And as we stopped him basically outside, he had his cup of coffee and some books under his arm. And, and I, we walked up with book, and I talked to him and uh, briefly and said, asked him if he'd look at the book, and he glanced at it and handed it to the person next to him and said. Uh, you know, we'll take we'll take a, uh, a box of these, and <laughs> hadn't even opened the shop yet. <laughs> and there were other people standing around, and as we were kind of walking into the shop, uh, people were taking books out of the box and walking up. <laughs> he hadn't opened the cash register yet. That's awesome. <laughs> and we had the book was two bucks, wow. two two dollars. Wow. Yeah. Well. And, uh, and, how, and how are you making money on that? Because <laughs> it seems like, well, like, how does that even seem possible? Two dollars for a book? Not, well, we even weren't then. making that much. We were making like what I, I don't remember. It was like thirty or forty cents. Wow! But That's that crazy. was again. That was nineteen seventy. You know, I mean, sixty-nine, seventy. So I mean, I was just born, so I like I have any idea of what the fuck was going on. But definitely, you, seen... raising you was a lot cheaper than raising somebody these days. <laughs> because that my son was born right then too. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I felt, uh, uh, really good about the reception I got there. And then I went over into San Francisco, uh, I, Herb called, uh, City Lights, uh, uh, 
bookstore in uh, San Francisco, which was Lawrence Ferlinghetti and, and, and a, a number of other of the really famous poets at the time. Anybody uh, our age who hasn't read Ferlinghetti yet is in for a treat, uh, and anybody younger who hasn't discovered him yet is in for a treat. Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Anyway. Um, Nugget. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Nugget. Hold on. Hold on. Here it is. Nugget. There we go. In case people miss out, you got to make sure people know that. Otherwise, they don't pay attention. For stoners. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, just, need, they need to know that. They need to know those nuggets when they happen. Well, yeah, and and there are a whole bunch of really great uh, poets of that period in San Francisco who hung out at uh, City Lights with Ferlinghetti, Robert Blake, and uh, gosh, others. Anyway, uh, he welcomed us, and I, I was just in awe because uh, Ferlinghetti was a. Uh, a, a, a true revolutionary poet of the time. Wow. Anyway, awesome. uh, he took he took some books and and said some nice things. Introduced me around the shop and, and uh, me and Chuck. Chuck was <laughs> it was so great because he he was practically scraping his head on this little <laughs> shop in San Francisco. And we had, and you had a bodyguard, was, and you have a bodyguard at all times too, in case shit goes down. When you got a yeah. six foot five <laughs> dude with a oh. <laughs> giant red beard, you can pretty much just point and, and point long, to him. Long red hair. I mean, he yeah. could have been Ivan Ivanhoe, you know. It's <laughs> 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 uh, awesome. Anyway. So that was the, that was our, our first. We we and then we went on to the Holder's Catalog uh, store, uh, which awesome. wasn't really a store. And he took the rest of our books, and and we went back to Oregon. And that's when I started going around trying to get it printed. The FBI found me, followed me, intimidated the printers, and I wound up with Dave Holman in Florence, Oregon. Uh, uh, the this uh, uh, right wing conservative gruff right. A freedom-loving, First Amendment-loving, libertarian-style guy, libertarian much. soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. bless his heart. And he's re- he, in many ways, is the most responsible of all for this book happening. Well, I mean, it sounds like I mean, you had no competition at the time either, right? So it was just like the first time anybody had ever seen anything like it. And uh, yeah, that's it, that's why it succeeded as it did because it wasn't that great a book. I mean, it was your basic. <laughs> yeah. It was your basic. Put a seed in the ground. Here's what happens. You know, kind of book. Uh, but it was saying it can be done. Right. Hey, you know, and 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 the photos you had because so, so you had photos in the book uh, or how was that? I had I had one photo. I remember, the I lawyer of a lawyer friend of mine said if I put any photos, I had I had pictures of my plants and other people's plants, but they said if you put any picture in the book, they're going to bust you for conspiracy. They're oh. going to say you were there, you were there at the time this plant was being grown. Wow. Uh, and that, and in those days, that was Edgar Hoover. I mean, they would have done it. So I put I, I went into the USDA uh, files, went to Washington D.C., went into the USDA files, and I found some pictures of cannabis being idea. grown by the USDA in the thirties. That's brilliant. That's a good idea. And I used I, I use I them, and then I had my friend Terry. I, I just said, okay, you know, we can use drawings. So yeah. uh, we did drawings. Yeah, because I remember being I remember drawings. I just I wasn't sure if there was photos, but yeah, you're right. Maybe one. So it was a photo in the back. I can't remember. I, like I said, there was a centerpiece photo of a, of a, of a really strange looking dude standing there holding a really scrawny looking seven foot plant. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the classic, yeah, the classic uh, government shot. I can't remember that. Yeah, that's, that was it. That was it. I found that in an old USDA publication in, in USDA in D.C. I went back to D.C. to look for it. So did you ever um, update the book ever or just kind of kept it as it was and just left it as a sort of relic in the in the 
I, I never did because, well, for I've, I've written a number of other, a whole bunch of other books, and not just in the field of cannabis either. But uh, Cool, we can uh, talk about that in a sec. Well, yeah, sure, okay, thank you. But, I, but I, the reason I didn't do that is, number one, because almost immediately so many really, really good other books started coming out. Robert Clark and, and uh, Jorge uh, Cervantes. Yeah. I mean, I, and I just felt like yeah, I'm well, not... And, and Rose, you know, even the, uh, uh, Ed Rosenthal. Uh -huh. uh, even ooh, Ed Rosenthal. I like how you said that. <laughs> I, like, I like how you phrase that. Even Rosenthal. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and Ed is Ed writes good books. And again, it's so hard. Like like Jorge, the thing I love about like so so, Rob was in your field where he wrote it. And it was yep. a done deal, and that was it. Never got it done again. Oh no, he did. He did re kind of. No, he didn't actually. No, that one he didn't. The next one he did the hashish book. He kind of reformulated it a few times. But that original book, it was his master thesis, right? So that's why he didn't have to change it. It was there. Boom, just change the yeah. cover, add a cover to the thesis. Biggity bang book, and but it was all timeless. Yeah. It was, the good, the good, well, the good part about that it was it was, was well written. It was yeah. well written. Timeless information, well written, and also at, at a time when things weren't so complicated because it was very clear. Exactly. Like, we right. had we had this, you know, we had this plant from Swaziland. We had this plant from India. We had this plant, <laughs> and it wasn't like oh, yeah. and his and he did the same as you, drawings yeah. only. So it was technically legal. There was no, and it was all like. Theories, technically, what you could say, because he was a, it was his master thesis. So. You had to write. You had to be careful with your language. Yeah, and so, but with with Jorge though, the thing I he he really, I mean, it was like what thirtieth time he's redoing. Like he keeps redoing it and stays. Yeah. For the most part, up to date. It's like, but ch things change so fast. Like if you you know look at a book from the nineties now. It's way different information just because there's no, you know, obviously there's no LEDs, there's nothing like a lot of the growing techniques are completely like ancient in the Absolutely. sense. And Absolutely. So, and so, um, though you didn't do the book part, did you continue growing? Uh, because I mean, now you're under the spotlight, everybody knows you're like, did you actually grow after that or did you get to because you're raising your kid? I'm sure you're probably a little bit like cautious at that point now that everyone knows right. you're the guy, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I decided not to grow and uh, the, uh, myself. Uh, I had friends who grew, and I helped them, work with them. We, you know, we did a little sharecropping kinds of things, yeah. and like, but I was pretty cautious because I was until my son was five. From the time he was one till he was five, um, I was it. You know, right? And you, I mean, and, it, 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 like nowadays, it's even still a problem, obviously, because. When, anytime you talk about kids and cannabis, it's all like they can twist it any way they want. But back then, no, I'm I'm, just saying, if I'd have gone to prison, that yeah, would have been it. Right. You know, that's what I'm saying. Because right. uh, I didn't have a big family or any, but there was nobody. So I, it, it, it was my job to to suck it up. And, uh, you know, uh, and, I, and I, again, I felt like I'd gotten something started and I was happy to let other people do it. Yeah. And, no, I didn't. I didn't feel competitive. I knew that what I'd done was like, hey, this is this is a this is my quick best uh, uh, effort to try to get this mm -hmm. conversation going, so to speak. How many times did it get reprinted after? Oh, a bunch. Uh, uh, and as I, it kind of actually, as I, I wasn't kidding when I said SDS, uh, Students for Democratic Society. You know. Uh, it's kind of like that was that generation's boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Actually, a bunch of really rich white kids out on the streets just... <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. uh, right. Uh, 
uh, yeah, I knew most of the top well, 30 or 40. And uh, in fact, the, uh, Carol Neiman, who was one of the top people in SDS, wound up being my son's babysitter in Dallas, Texas. And he was about three or four years old. Anyway, uh, uh, it was it was in those days it was a simpler society, as you said. But but uh, 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 and like an old guy here, I lost where I was going with that. Help me out, Adam. Uh, oh, what about, about we, well, we're talking about your kid and. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. That's okay. We we do it and we're we're we do it and we're what, thirty years <laughs> younger allowed, than It's you. expected of you. Well, actually, I did, a, I did a, I did a, I did a uh, packs two of uh, very nice Colorado sunshine about an hour ago, so I can blame it on that. There you go. Um, yeah, you can. So, so no, and I was well, I was what I was asking you about was obviously the growing side because that's that's our oh, people right, here. Right. But um, so you also, but besides cannabis, since you couldn't grow cannabis, were you um, interested in other kind of things? And you seem like yes. that kind of guy. You seem like a the kind of guy who's probably got his fingers in a lot of pies. <laughs> Tell us what you well, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, these days, not so many pies, but uh, still a few. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I had been interested in what you could call generically, I guess, as, uh, my psychoactive plants for a long time, all kinds of them. Hmm. Uh, and more, as much interested in the plant itself as, as in the, the uh, substances that uh, the effects of the substances that come out of them. I've, I've become re really passionate about the coca plant, for example, for the past 20 years, and I've written a good deal about it. Um, but I personally don't like cocaine at all. Mm -hmm. I, I like coca leaf tea the times I've had it, uh, and I do. that's what I write all my books about. Okay. And that's, I'm in touch with people who are in the process of trying to build up a small uh, export market of coca leaf tea out of... Uh, uh, Various places. I've had. Um, no, it used to get a lot in Amsterdam, and it was actually really super nice. I mean, it's like yeah, okay, has, well, yeah. I, I know. I'm talking to a guy who's been in the middle of it much more than I have. Yeah. And it's Coca, um, so what do you what do you have to think about? What do you think about coconut tea as a as a? Oh, so, I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great. Uh, you know, it's it's like one of those things where if you're you compare, I mean, it's not comparable in any way, shape, or form. You don't compare so to cocaine, right? You know, so it's but it does. I mean, it definitely is better than caffeine. It's less, you know, you have a much, but and then the whole thing about that kind of uh, culture too, is they know they they use it properly, you know what I mean? And they use That's it right. for they use it for and they use it for a reason to work hard is really all the reason they're doing it, you know what I mean? And to keep going and and they don't. It's not like a there's not a part. It's not about affecting in a in a in a party way or getting off your head or anything like that. It's literally just like a stamina increaser, which it definitely is. I mean, and if you live in high altitude place and you have a plant which actually helps you uh, be able to walk farther or, you know, do right. work harder or whatever you're doing. That's literally what they're used for. So it's more of a crutch than anything. Well, and that's, that's certainly the core of it, but there's a huge actually ethnobotanical medical uh, complex around the coca plant for diabetes, for all kinds of respiratory issues, for blood pressure. I mean, there, in terms of, you know, just to put it crudely, a native medicine, it's, it's, uh, widely used, uh, and there are actually even manufacturers of, of natural medicine products, uh, coca-based natural medicine products, but only in those countries. They're yeah. not available anywhere else. Yeah. Now we can't buy them. Right. And there's a good reason for that. Well, you know, a lot, and, and when it comes to uh, traditional use of, of plants for for either medicine or uh, you know other kind of health issues, it's like mm -hmm. it, it almost especially when you start thinking about like, you know, South America and 
Amazon and the amount of like combinations that are there that that we don't right. even know, and yeah. and it's always coming back to to plants. You know what I mean? And that's and that's where I think it's yeah, pretty. Yeah. It's, it's always pretty obvious when we go off the right off the you know off the track, and it's usually when we synthesize something or we. Uh, turn it into a sulfate or we turn it we have to always that's our we did it with cbd cbd isolate now is actually cheaper than the distillate because there's so much of it and nobody and like it just can't go any further whereas the distillate you can actually turn it into this or you can turn it into that so you have more options to go with that and so it's just turned it's gone upside down because everybody went to the final end game not realizing that it it kind of lost all of its magic at that point because the minute you take something out of nature or out of its like, you know, original compound that, you know, that's why certain things work with other things. That's why like ayahuasca doesn't work without a, uh, you know, mimosa or like you have different, you have to com do these combinations and the combinations are what are the magic. That's how, that's where all the magic's at. Right. And I think, you know, uh, which I think leads us into what you, your other book, which you were, uh, Doing, did that come out right now? This the 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 smoke no evil book. Did that come out already, or is it? Thanks for asking about that. Yeah, that's that's been that's out for a year or so now. Uh, oh, sorry about that. Okay, cool. And well, no, but I wanted to keep going with what you're saying because what you're saying is really so important, and that and it points to something that I think is going on right now, and that is I think a lot of us are hitting the wall with with go, people are trying to push the limits of like molecular science further and further. Like, so let's find that better and better molecule mm -hmm. that'll hit people harder and harder in a certain way, designer drugs, that whole thing. And that's creating a situation, I think, where all of a sudden people are going to revert, mm -hmm. or like a friend of mine likes to say, revert back to uh, the natural and organic way of looking at things. You know, where maybe, and that's, that goes back to something I'm passionate about, and that is that there was a long, long time in American history where a, a family could make a very good living on a quarter acre mm. by growing tobacco. Now, today it might be a little bit different mix, and I would argue really think about including some heirloom tobacco in there and processing yourself on farm and selling it online. Look at the profits, you know. But uh, anyway, so what I'm saying is that this may be going back to the point where if people are moving out of the cities and into middle-sized and small towns, there's going to have to be people growing for them locally. I think our whole society may be changing in a way that people who want to grow wonderful drugs and herbs and fruits and vegetables and everything else for a local um, uh, community are going to be increasingly able to do it. Because people are going to be rejecting these uh, basically pharmaceuticals that people are turning natural plants into pharmaceuticals. And the pharmaceutical industry couldn't be happier. You know, I mean, that's what happened. To, that's how cocaine was developed by the German pharmaceutical firm Merck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's exactly what happened. Anyway. Didn't they first synthesize um, crystal methamphetamine for the oh, soldiers? Sure. Oh, oh, they, America, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> I've done some, in this book, Spunk No Evil, actually, I've done a, a, a chapter in there on how the, uh, the Nazi uh, chemical industry has evolved into the pharmaceutical and pesticide industries 100%. Uh, worldwide yeah. and, and are still controlled by the same hidden sets of wealthy interests that controlled the Nazi chemical. And it's the Go same figure. People. 
Yeah, no, you're 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 spot on with that, and it's like people haven't realized. Most people don't realize that, and it's like they think that they're doing it for, you know, for for good of some sort. And you're like, yeah, 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 right. let, yeah. Let me think about that one for a while. It's like, hmm, do you think they changed anything? Like, no, it's the fucking same people. No. Of course they. You know, the the problem that we have now is that we're using. Like all those companies, whenever they make whatever chemicals that they're making, there's so much other stuff that comes off of that like this. And there's like, we got to turn that into profit. And then they just figure out a way to funnel that back into another thing. <laughs> and that's where you get these crazy, like people don't get it. But it's like, especially in America, when you look at like any kind of nutritional lists on a product or or yeah. or, or, or in, ingredient product list on some sort of uh, like, cosmetics or whatever there's so much fluff in there which is like dude, this 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 cannot need all this stuff and it's like nope there's just ways that they can funnel that into the system and it's stuff that isn't necessary definitely isn't good for you and at the end of the day is just a profit for them you know what i mean and so it's kind of a it's sick it's a sick thing and the end of the you know but if we kind of go back to plants and go back to you know natural forms of things a, a, it works better usually, you know what I mean? The, the side effects are, yep. are next to none. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing is, is if you look at all the pharmaceuticals and all the side effects and all that, it's so bizarre, you know? It's just like that we've, we've gone... How about that, that, that change? What was it like? Uh, I, I'm getting the date wrong. Like I want to say 10 years ago when some law changed and when they put an ad for a pharmaceutical on television, they had to read off all the... Side effects. Oh, great. And, <laughs> sometimes it was longer than the ad itself. Oh, it is always. Yeah. And, and I, my, my thought of that is that the only way that you should be able to advertise for farm, for any kind of pharmaceuticals should be on a channel dedicated to just that. So if you're, if that's what you want, you get on that channel and you just wait for your side effect. You wait for your condition to come up. Like, oh, there it is. That's the thing I need. You know what I mean? But <laughs> to actually have it like in between shows is evil. You know what I mean? Like the fact that they target people at age groups with they know that people are just susceptible or of course they're going to have those conditions it's called aging and called being like alive as a human being you, you know do you sweat like yes i sweat oh my god i've got it you know what i mean it's like they, they ask they they kind of don't come they, they, if they throw enough out there you're gonna you're gonna bite you know what i mean at some point does your, does your butt itch <laughs> <laughs> exactly. my 12 year old said to me one day she says i Papa, I have a, a little rash here, but don't worry. I don't think it's moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Oh my! <laughs> because that's what the ads say all the time. You know, do you have moderate to severe plaque? Try Tesla or yeah, whatever right. these you know fucking exactly. drugs. No, so, you have. That's the funny thing is, not only did you nail it, you nailed the right drug to the right thing. So you have been programmed, literally. Like your brain has been programmed oh, yeah. for that. Like, Bing, you you can just repeat it. Like you've, Ask you know, your verbatim, doctor. verbatim. Talk yeah. to your doctor. See if Tesla's right for so, you. So, uh, so the tobacco that yeah. I, so the tobacco that yeah. I grew this year was the uh, Ristica uh, Aztec yeah. sort of strains. Back, Aztec, yeah, yeah, and uh, it was actually it was funny. It was seeds from from Bodhi, from uh, Plant More Seeds, and he had mm -hmm. given me some, and it somehow I don't know, it fell out of like, ended up in like because his bags are like microscopic oh, right? tiny tiny seeds yeah and, and no the, his bags are tiny and the seeds are tiny and somehow it just yeah. ended, it ended up in like the crack of the floor of our, of our <laughs> place and my wife and my wife found it and she thought it was like a miracle from the sky like she's like oh my god i found these tobacco seeds and i just let her roll with it for a while i was like wow yeah, where, where did they come yeah. from you know <laughs> and then later i <laughs> later i told her with it but we went we ended up growing a bunch and they were gorgeous man they were like except we got hit with snow 
last week and I had to fly back and harvest them because they were the ways they were going to get just mashed with like, t- like six inches of snow. Um, but yeah. I, but I, they flowered. And then my question to you is, um, so a bunch of flowers were still there, but then there was a few that were shriveled up. Now the shriveled up ones should be the ones that actually maybe have seeds, right? The big ones probably don't have seeds at all. Well, what happens is uh, that the seed pod will form at the base of the flower. It'll be a little round, hard ball. If the, fly, if the plant has developed seeds, that's where the pod will grow. Yeah. But let me tell you about those flowers. Those flowers are truly magical. Uh, the, the Plains Indian shamans, uh, I've, got, I've got some uh, records for early anthropologists. Talk, the Plains Indian shamans talked about uh, taking the flowers and drying them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, touching them with uh, sizzling bits of buffalo fat, uh, uh, to and then and then smoking them. And so I've been playing around with drying them and curing them, and I've used bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so those are like Indian dabs back in the day. They were like flour. Yeah, they were doing Indian dabs. Well, I'll tell you what, nicotine. Uh, uh, and I've got shirazi. So, has anybody test? Has anybody tested those flowers just to see if what's in them and and if there's anything? to that beyond i mean there's nicotine you can in the see flower, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the flowers themselves there's a lot of nicotine oh yeah they're Mac- very sticky well yeah the plants themselves are sticky as hell like a, yeah, the, yeah. The, but i didn't really I, I what i did was i cut the flower i cut the tops off with the flowers and i i'm drying those separately from the other just because yeah. i want to separate That's i just good. and then i got That's the good. other ones now yeah. traditionally what you're supposed to string them all cut them up and string them cut take off the leaves and then string them together and hang them like that or can you just hang well, a whole you plant I just have a whole plant. I was—I have no time for that. <laughs> you know, it'll be interesting. What we, and you—I'm almost sure it'll happen to you—is that that plant hanging whole like that? The tip of it will turn back up. It'll—it'll it'll keep growing and it'll—it'll it'll grow upwards. Hmm. Uh, I've had that happen a lot. They're like a snake. Uh, They're like a snake. They sort of stay alive. Native Americans understood that the, the power of tobacco. They—they they saw that they were able to. Dig uh, seeds out of a, a thousand-year-old grave, and the and the seeds would would grow. I mean, there was they corn, beans, squash, and tobacco were the four gifts for the Great Spirit to the American Native American people. Right. Um, yeah. That, so, and that's why and was, that's why I know there's more to it than what we like how we've dumbed it down and turned it into like trailer park trash of the <laughs> of the plant world, where it used to be well, something majestic, had, you know. We haven't done that. It's been done to it. It's the, yeah. look the whole the whole idea that tobacco kills and nicotine addicts you is the exact same thing as killer weed. It's the same propag- It's a parallel propaganda campaign that's been going on for just about the same amount of time, mm-hmm. and they're exactly the same kind of lie. It's... Tobacco is not addictive uh, beyond uh, coffee. Right. Okay. Uh, real tobacco. It's, it, cigarettes are impossible to quit. Now, why could that be? Could it be that they're not tobacco? Right. <laughs> or, well, you know, know, if you see, like, I've seen, I've, I've, uh, I've broken yeah. up, I've seen a lot of people break up cigarettes, especially for joints and stuff. And if you look, yeah. and I look over and I'd be like, what the fuck are you guys, look at that. It's got like chunks yeah. of this and that, and it's like random bits and some of, you know, and then the good stuff would be all clean and, and didn't have all the little bits and bots. Right, and exactly, right, right. <laughs> but it's, but still the fact that it burns itself and it doesn't, you know what I mean? It doesn't go out and there's all these little weird properties. What, what kind of, <clears throat> I mean, I know you, I know you were, I know you uh, did a bunch yeah. of studies on, which nobody really else was kind of doing, right? Which was uh, 
the to pesticides and the sort of other constituents that are left in tobacco before because they don't really have any regulations, do they? Or do they? I mean, what's their? No, they don't. That's they crazy, don't. Which is crazy. Well, you know, the, your listeners are into uh, are, are into cannabis, okay? As yeah. as we all are. So let me make a parallel here. It's very interesting. Anybody who grows cannabis commercially knows the cost of complying with the pesticide regulations. It, it's a significant cost to a grower. Yeah. Uh, tobacco doesn't have to meet any pesticide regulations. In, uh, number one, number two. If you if you send cannabis, if you as a grower send a can or manufacturer send a cannabis product to market, and pesticides are detected in that product, the whole lot is confiscated. Right. Okay. Back in 2018, for the first time ever anywhere in the world, literally, and I'm not blowing my horn, I'm just saying it's a, it's an incredible fact. For the first time, I, I pulled packs of cigarettes off the shelves of many marts and tested them for pesticide residues. The U.S. government doesn't do that. Nobody does it. Nobody has ever done it. But so the, so the tobacco industry is able to is able to get away without the cost of compliance. Number one, so they're unfairly they're, the government is giving them an unfair competitive trade advantage compared to the cannabis industry, and the cannabis industry ought to sue the hell out of them for that. And number two is that the people who spoke tobacco products are not being protected the way the government says it's protecting people by checking for pesticides in cannabis. Right. That's Same problem. <laughs> that's, that's insane, just because also the, the amount of, like, any, any tobacco company is not putting out no less than you know ten thousand x of any kind of dis dispensary yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Because their volumes are so high. Let me give you a really quick example for people who are horrified and remember what the Nazis did. Okay, Zyklon B was the gas used in the Ooh. concentration camps. Up until the early, late nineties, a the descendant of the company that manufactured Zyklon B for the Nazi Bayer. concentration camps. Bayer was the first, and it came down to another one in the U.S. Oh. It became a U.S. company. Mm -hmm. Tobacco warehouses were fumigated with Zyklon B up until the late 90s when wow. they found a better gas. But the but your your parents, anybody who smoked yeah. all the way through the 70s, 80s, and 90s, among a lot of other stuff, were inhaling residues of Zyklon B. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's yeah. that's that. I mean, that just connects with the whole... Uh... Nazi extension to the pharmaceutical yeah. and the, basically the, you know, the, which becomes the pesticide, pesticide yeah. industry. Um, and then they also, uh, they also, uh, uh, you know, at the same time sell the cure, you know, which is the, the cancer, <laughs> cancer, cancer research. And, 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 and so you're yeah. kind of like, okay, this is all uh, a racket right now. And, um, so, anybody get uh, anybody get on your case about those tests? Because I mean, you put them out there, and did anybody? Because I mean, you're you're dealing with the big boys when you when you go against tobacco, oil, any pharmaceuticals, all those people, and I'm sure they weren't happy that you published that, right? Well, uh, you know, a number of things have sort of happened to me in my life that uh, who knows? You, you know, H.L. Mencken, that great writer out of the '30s, said said just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're not being followed. <laughs> which is more true these days than ever and that's and, right and now everybody so I, doesn't think they're being followed but they're all being yeah. tracked it all day every day so 
I haven't suffered from the government in my life any more than anybody else. Let's put it that way. It may be for a different reason, but you know. Uh, but I think the thing that uh, the answer to your question is that uh, I received an anonymous phone call back about six months ago, somebody uh, introduced themselves, said they were from the FDA and I didn't get their name. I had sent in my pesticide test results with special emphasis on what was in Swisher Sweets because I found mm -hmm. 700 times the most, the high, I found 700 times the highest level detected anywhere else in the U.S. food chain in the Swisher Sweets that I tested, 700 times more. And these are young women, a lot of them pregnant, and yeah. a lot of them around young kids who are, and a lot of people are using Swishers to roll blunts, right? 100%. And, and, was, and, 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 what, it, and what was the... Um... Was there was there even more concentrations in the flavors and the non-flavors, or because that's also been could, one of those things where I totally like yeah. get grossed out. I could only afford I could only afford six tests. <laughs> I, I I just went through bankruptcy, man. I mean, I'm I'm maxed out. I t we asked if things were happening, hmm. uh, but but so I sort of with the last of my money, and I knew I was getting to the end. I I paid for these tests, and then I wrote the book, uh, okay. this no evil book. Uh, and, and, and essentially I said, okay, look, I've been talking about this crap for years. I've been pointing to the fact that nobody's testing for this. So, and, and I couldn't get anybody from the Gates Foundation to uh, Ralph Nader to anybody else to say, yeah, let's test it. So I paid for it with my credit card. Right. And back came the results and they included DDT in Swish and Reese, which, oh. I mean, think about, the, think about who smokes Swisher Sweets. Yeah, like cool. a, a lot of inner city, a lot of inner city, uh, a lot of lower yeah. lower income people, a lot of people that are just yeah. sort of like you know, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely the a lot of rappers. All those rappers going down. And the literature, <laughs> the, the literature on 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 DDT is is very very specific. They've 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 researched it for years because people have villages next to farms have been inhaling it. You know, mm. so they've got studies of what happens when pregnant women in, inhale DDT, but only when they inhale it once or twice a week when it drifts over their house, not when they inhale it a hundred times a day out of a swish of wheat. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. And then. Um, any other brands? Did you do other brands that were like comparable as far as like, so you could say, well, Swisher's had 700 times, but White well, Owl I did, didn't. I went, I went, I went to, uh, I'm in Portland, Oregon, right? So I went to the top cannabis lab in Portland that also happens to be a subsidiary of a German lab. And that's important because in Germany, the government does test tobacco products for pesticides. So this German lab had experience testing tobacco. Hmm. So, I had them go pick the brand. I said, I'm not going to go pick the brands and bring them to you because somebody could criticize that in terms of methodology. I said, you go pick the brands, uh, you know, random. And they happened to pick American Spirit Blue, a pack of American Spirit Blue. So that got tested, not organic. Uh -huh. And they found some, some fungicides and some insecticides, but in uh, nothing like uh, what they found in the Marlboros and the Camels. And then the Swisher Sweets were just through the roof. Uh, uh, I mean, they truly are a public health hazard. But anyway, so the FDA called me. I got this anonymous call. Well, Elk is tripping right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. uh, one of our one of our listeners is like 
Says he, smokes, he says he smokes cases of Swishers, so he's like, oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> look, you can go, look, if your listeners need, need to know about a company called Leaf Only, leafonly.com, I don't have any interest in them, <laughs> and, I, and don't go buying all their organic tobacco either, but they are, you can buy certified organic tobacco leaves and a little $28 machine that you crank up and cut your underback. In other words, you can Mm -hmm. choose not to be a victim of those criminals. Sure. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's, it's one thing to think that uh, people would, would fight and battle and, and, you know, take, you know, take these, uh, this plant to, to the level that they did. And then, uh, to to now having it in a pack of Marlboros or or you know Camel Joes yeah. or whatever and they they're not the same thing you know what I mean so it's one of those I think from a respect point of view with people get back to growing their own they realize like holy shit this stuff really is it works a little too how uh, can I can I uh, tell your list you uh, your listeners one in one quick sentence I hope yeah. why the pet company tobacco companies have these products have all these pesticides <clears throat> it's not because they put them in there that isn't it tobacco up until cannabis became legal tobacco was the highest most valuable plant per acre in the world mm-hmm. you could make more money with tobacco than with anything else ten times more money than you could with any other crop so so if you could prevent 10% of your crop being eaten by bugs. And don't forget where tobacco is grown mostly, right? There are a yeah. lot of bugs on top of it. Okay, if you could keep your plants from being 10% from being eaten, that was a huge amount of money. Now, up until pesticides were developed, you had to put 20 or 30 people per acre into the field to pick the bugs off. That was a lot of people, okay? And as soon as they found out they could use chemicals, hey, out with the people, in with the chemicals. And by the way, we, we have so much money and political power in the 50s and 40s, we're going to fix it so we're not regulated in the chemicals we use mm-hmm. because we want to be able to use anything we want. And that's why 50 years after DDT was banned worldwide, the tobacco companies are still using it and we're still breathing it. That's crazy. Yeah. And... uh I mean, it's, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't end with that industry, like we were saying, or the pharmaceutical industry, and a lot of other ones are oh, yeah. working in hand-in-hand with these people. Um, yeah. Sorry to get rant and rave at, you, at your it's listeners here. Fine. No, like, no, it's fine. Yeah. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. Let's, 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 swing it, let's swing it to a positive note. Let's, let's swing it over to the positive note, because in the beginning when we were talking about CBD, and you said it, yes. it, it yes. held it close to your heart. Um, what do you see with, uh, like, for instance, I mean, one, one thing I do like about the fact, I mean, because none of the people who listen to the show probably buy CBD flour to smoke, right? Even though it's a huge market now. But I think from a choice between CBD grown organically and tobacco grown traditionally, which is pretty much the way you're going to get it, um, 100% be a great way to get off tobacco. Uh, and 
you know, I've a couple times I've tried, like someone's handed me one. I'm like, ah, it tastes terrible. <laughs> like, you know, usually, <laughs> but, but occasionally. Like three, two beer. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much like giving somebody who likes heady beers, a, like but, a super light. I think the thing of it is it's that like an O'Doul's. people can't handle smoking like a joint of the full powered stuff. You know what I mean? So that's like, that's Those what my buddy. Pussies, what, pussies. Pussies. <laughs> but that's like why my buddy wants it. He yeah. wants something to smoke that's not a cigarette. Right. That's not that gross. Oh, no, no, so I think it's great. Absolutely. I appreciate it 100% that the, from that point of view, right. choice between tobacco and that, you know, 100% go for CBD. I, I have, a, I have a, a suggestion to throw on, on the table uh, here. I hope sure. you've got a turd on the table. Uh, I've been experimenting with uh, heirloom tobacco, not real, not, not commercial tobacco, but mm -hmm. organic tobacco mixed with CBD flour. Okay. And it's a pretty nice uh, vape, and and it's a pretty decent smoke. You, you can play with your proportions, but you get a very interesting blend. Right. Uh, well, I remember when, it was funny when I was in Australia. I went there like the, literally the first day I was there. I was I was on the job working uh, for a catering company, right? Because I literally like landed. Uh -oh. I landed, and the next morning we went to work, and. Like I was, oh, wow. I was already tired because I'd gotten up at like four in the morning and I was sitting there cutting up some vegetables and the guy goes, he goes like, hey, mate, you, you smoke draw, you know? And I'm like, uh, sure, you know? And he has a little bong. <laughs> he, had like, like, he had a little bong with him, right? So I'm thinking to myself, oh, bong hit, great. This is perfect. I love bongs, right? And he, I didn't really pay attention, but he had mixed tobacco and he had to do this little, they have a little bowl, they mix it up. And he, I, he packs it and gives it to me, this little one hitter thing. And I'm standing there and I took a hit and like my head spun and, <sighs> and I, I like turned all green and went down on, like I literally passed out on my back and he's like, Oh, you can't handle your draw. And I'm like, dude, I smoke weed all the time, but I do not smoke tobacco. <laughs> and it was, and all it was, was I remember the brand too. It was called black yeah. ox. So it was like a heavy oh. tobacco, you know, really dark, dark tobacco. And they mix, yeah. they mix that and they mull it. They call it mulling, you know, they mull it up, mate. And I'm like, Oh no, that's a terrible idea. I was like the worst idea ever, like doing bong hits of, of tobacco, but it got the job done. And I mean, it was definitely, Getting people oh, high, but yeah. you know, I, yeah, it was a, it was a learning, yeah. learning experience. Different, yeah, and, and it's not the tobacco high is a, a more of a gut high, and this, you know, yeah, it has to be managed differently. Yeah, yeah, and then, but that's a terrible story. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was, it was something learning. happened to me in Germany. I wasn't thinking about it. I, I was there. Uh, uh, somebody handed me a joint. I went, oh, this is going to be great. And I, I. Like while I'm drawing it in, I realize, oh shit! And 25 minutes, really, it was to overcome the experience. Yeah, not, the Europeans mix tobacco and and hash yeah. all that stuff yeah. all the time. Yeah. And there's and there's something to be said about a good hash tobacco mix where it's a lot of to, a lot of hash and a little bit of tobacco. And I've I've smoked those and been like, all right, I can deal with this just for a minute. But you know, not it wouldn't be my regular thing, but I could kind of get away with it. But then you get these people there that do the opposite where they do a whole bunch of tobacco and a tiny bit of hash. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck and then they have and they smoke like twenty a day and you're like, dude, you are literally to smoke addicted to tobacco and you don't get it. You think you smoke a lot of weed, but I smoke more in one joint than you do in all twenty of yours in one day. They just stretch You smoke it. a pure but if these folks if you if you were smoking organic tobacco, if you were smoking organic tobacco, you it would be a completely different experience. I guarantee that. And if you were smoking 
uh, homegrown, you know, your homegrown organic tobacco or tobacco flowers even mm-hmm. uh, mixed in. I mean, there are so many variations. And what I'm suggesting here is that people who want new experiences, there's a lot of new experiences here mm-hmm. for people to, I mean, to, as you know, you can, you, you can grow a beautiful couple of tobacco plants easily. Oh, yeah. Uh, in grow bags. You don't have to have a raised bed or anything and, like that. And they're, and they're super, you know, exciting to watch because they grow huge leaves, yeah. huge, you know, depending on the strain, but the one we have, huge leaves, and uh, they get quite sticky, so you know something's going on there. And then, and then what was when I was lucky because I went away for a couple of weeks and when I came back everything was full flower so I didn't even like watch the progression of it I just kind of came back to like holy shit look at those pink flowers those things are beautiful you know what I mean it was like <laughs> like yeah, gorgeous yeah. and uh, then I, but I, when I came back was literally for to cut them down because uh, we had this fraud we had this save, beyond save and dry those flowers and try them out save them I, and dry oh, them oh no, i mean they're being dried as we speak so i will definitely i'll try will definitely try them separately as a you know, they're not they're not heavy like the the leaf no if that has if that has effect and it's as beautiful as it was when it was growing and you can get some sort of like then i think yeah you're, you're on to something there and i only smoke the flower of the tobacco there you go. With my monocle, I'll, be, I'll have a monocle and I'll sit and smoke only flower. Yeah, what? You see the question that popped up? No, what was that? Oh, <laughs> Nat Sherman's MCD tobacco. Oh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's my that's my mom's that's my mom's go-to right there. My mom loves Nat Sherman. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could uh, uh, run every brand through a, a lab test because I'm afraid of what I'd find. Yeah. I, I'm. I don't. How, think how much? That, how much was it for per test? A couple grand, or was it cheaper? Or? No, it was like three hundred bucks a test. Oh, okay, that's all right. We could do that. Let's do it. Let's get some things tested. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I, Let's I, do I a fund. Let's do the yeah, test well, tobacco I fund. To go, I tried to go fund me to, after I got the first test. I said, "Hey, hey, folks, you know, I mean, look at them. I mean, can, will you help me do some more?" And uh, didn't get any response. Hmm. I think people don't understand. We've been brainwashed. You know, the whole going back to the killer weed thing and the whole. Right. Uh, people, you say pesticides in tobacco, and people say, "So what?" <laughs> we know, and people even say, "We know that." Yeah. They, I mean. Nobody knows that, actually, but folks do think we, oh, and then the other thing is, we know it's the additives. No, it's not. It's the toxic contaminants left over from agriculture there because of profit. Mm. Different story. But they do, but, but they do spray stuff on it after to make them burn on, the, oh, on, yes. the, on commercial stuff. Like, there's, there is extra chemicals technically added that are probably oh, also not safe. Absolutely. For example, when you first open a pack of cigarettes, you break that cellophane, there is a each brand has its own little mixture of what are called smoker satisfaction chemicals. You can't really smell them, but they hit your nose and they tell you, yeah, this is the right brand. Interesting. Cause, <laughs> Cause I used to have that with my, with when my mom would smoke a cigarette, I hated the smell after the first hit, but that very first hit when she would do it and I'd be in the car, I'd be like, Oh, that kind of smells pretty good. And then the next part was like, Oh, that smells terrible. Like it was this weird little, and that was probably that little identification thing. But I remember like always, it's like a weird metallic smell almost. It's like a little bit of a metal, I don't know, something strange and and you catch it. And when somebody smokes a cigarette, you see it's like that first little puff. And then the second one, it smells like any old dirty fucking swag, (laughs) dirty swag. People look at a cigarette, they got a cigarette in their hand and they don't realize the billions of dollars and the thousands of research scientists that have gone into that and what that is going to, first of all, why you have it. Mm -hmm. And second of all, what it's going to do. I mean, 
it, people just like, oh, it's a cigarette. Yeah, I mean, kind of like, it's kind of like uh, uh, for contempt uh, because of familiarity. Uh, right. Uh, and the tobacco industry totally counts on that. Mm-hmm. They totally count on people saying, oh, no big deal. Oh, yeah, I know it'll kill me. You know, oh, yeah, I know. Well, there's been a lot. I mean, there's been tons of talk forever, and now it's probably... I mean, it's gone beyond conspiracy because I'm sure it's true because I've talked to people who have, that I, you know, they've said, yeah, I helped build their places. But as far as Philip Morris and big companies getting into cannabis, which is always been, oh, our, has yeah. been our big fear because we, you know, everybody realized like all it takes is one real big player to roll in and they could pretty much take out all the yeah, smaller, yeah. smaller people. But, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think people... When it comes to cannabis, it's kind of like the bigger players tend to fail. You know, we've seen it with Aurora and Canopy and all these big, big guys who think they're going to take over and put, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars into the mix and then realize, like, holy shit, somebody didn't turn on the pump. Like, what happened? Like, oh, you know, and like they I think had, it's a financial play. I think it's a financial play. Yeah, well, they had, and, and the reality is, it's it's a three month cycle that takes a lot of inputs and can be a you know have monkey wrenches thrown at it in every way, shape, and form, and will usually, especially when there's not the right motives behind what they're doing. And with Philip Morris and with all these bigger uh, tobacco companies, I mean, they have uh, they have lots of intentions, which is to sell their product to as many people as possible and and get people to accept them but i mean i hope that the cannabis world is smart enough to know that not to support them but at the same time people are like price fixated and want the cheapest whatever the easiest deliverable product you know the profit the profit margins in tobacco are so extremely much greater than the profit margins in cannabis that the tobacco industry really doesn't have much motivation Hmm. uh uh I mean, there may be some political motivation. So, but I mean, I I don't. The people who are these big players, so-called big players in cannabis. I mean, my God, they've got people like John Boehner on their damn boards. I mean, Jesus Christ! Right. And you know, they've got ex-state police captains on their boards of these cannabis companies. Amazing. Anyway, they deserve to fail because they're basically. They, I think they're karmically in the wrong place. I mean, I, that may sound too no. simple, but they're no. just wrong. I agree. I agree, but uh, and like you said, the profit margin is not there because of the because now they're dealing with actual fucking compliance, right? Like what? What do you, what do you yeah. mean we got to have what? Huh? Can't we just? Yeah. And so yeah, they probably. I mean, that just shows you where, you know, they're they're, they're in it for the profit, and it's it's kind of like the I've been in the clothing industry for a long time, and when I'm doing, I'm only using hemp hemp uh, material, right? So hemp materials. Oh, nice. 20 yeah. times more expensive than cotton, you know, when it comes to like right. commercial value. And so all of a sudden that's all your profit, right? So the reality is like we can barely keystone retail, you know what I mean? So like at the end of the day, uh, it's hard to wholesale. Sometimes you can, but then you really don't make anything. And then the next people can hardly double their money. And whereas everyone else is used to like, oh, I get a t-shirt, then I charge six times as much and I make a bunch of money, right? That's That's the way people do it. And now you're like, you can't charge six times as much because our T-shirts are $22 <laughs> wholesale. That would be a $120 yeah. T-shirt. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, yeah. how are you going to make money? It's like, yeah, we just make, we're making double. They're like, double. Your head. That is yeah. not going to be commercially viable. Um, so I think, yeah, you're right. I like, uh, you're probably right when it comes to that. But at the same time, uh, there's been times in the CBD market where every single person I know is calling each other because some 
Buddy asked for some ridiculous order, which you know chase the unicorn, which baby. you which you know was like big far, either big pharma or something knocking on the door, kicking the ti- kicking the tires of the industry and trying to get people to go, you know literally go against each other and try to outcut each other because it was like dumb numbers. It was like we want four thousand kilos a month times blah blah blah, and it was like you start doing the numbers and the, and the calculator would explode. Right. So it was like, everybody was trying to do these deals and none of them were working. And in the end, it was just one group as in the end, that was kind of like testing the waters, I think. And then, and, and, and they were pharmaceutical and they were kind of, I had people that told, you know, at, that knew exactly who it was. And it was, it was big pharma trying to figure out how quickly they could take over the market, which is pretty quickly because, we're all okay. we will all eat each other at like ah for one penny they'll fucking t- destroy it. like oh give me give me for nineteen cents. Well, what's your best cent- price? Three thousand a kilogram. Yeah. Okay, I need it for four hundred fifty dollars. All right, I'll sell it. Exactly. No. We're, yeah, so but the hopeful there's a hopeful part to all this too. Really, and my my wife has been her life has been saved by CBD, but and so she but she's also extremely sensitive to differences in foods and nutraceuticals and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. She's one of these people, she's real sensitive to that kind of difference. And she, there are extreme differences in how CBD, just CBD capsules, CBD capsules, oil and powder affect her from different sources. And Mm. she's found a couple of sources of organic hemp, uh, 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 steam extracted uh, CBD that, uh, that heals her other sourced cbd doesn't right so there really are differences and people who are taking cbd because they're popping it like oh i heard it's good to take cbd so i'll take some cbd they're the ones who are being victimized because the cbd is being produced by yeast Hmm. it's kind of like people who are taking drinking xylitol produced out of sawdust right uh yeah, well, there's that, yeah. there's that, and then there's just just bad. I mean, there's definitely not good practices along the way with a lot of the material that's out there because a lot oh, of the, yeah. a lot of these guys were just just you know getting to the end. That's why a lot of a lot of material turned into isolate because you could literally turn you know crap into something. You know what I mean? Compared to like if you tried to turn it when you do distillate, you can really tell good material versus bad material. You know what I mean? But once it turns into isolate, the worst of the worst could looks the same as the best of the best, and occasionally you know there's only like one-tenth of one percent difference between them. You know, there are really serious people working in the field of cannabis, uh, hemp, CBD, genetics. One of them, uh, good friends of mine, people called Sovereign Fields in Southern Oregon just got burned out after years of work developing specific strains for specific diseases and specific conditions. And, and But there's a lot of people working and they're very, very creative and they're doing great work. And and they're, they're, I think, standing up to this wave of the exploiters and the financiers and the pharmaceutical companies. These are people who are saying, wait a minute, we can take the natural plant and we can make a good living, we can build a good business by, by staying true, basically, to the... Uh, to the to the natural uh, and organic side of medicine and of, of of these wonderful plants that are a gift, uh, without getting too smarmy, they're a gift from the Great Spirit. I mean, they truly are. Well, yeah. When you go to when you go to other countries and you see a lot of times in the farm, like in their pharmacies, you know they have uh, a lot of local stuff that you have no idea what it is half the time, but of course the locals do. And then you have uh, the, the pharma that's pushed on them by us. 
and it's stuff, and it's stuff that we don't even have. It's not even legal in America anymore. They'd be like, oh, "Really? They have that?" You're like, "Yeah." You're like, "Wait a minute! This this is from the '90s or something." Like this is they don't have that still, do they? You know, and, know. and uh, you know, but but at the end of the day, like a lot of those, like I, I talked to um, people from Brazil who were having problems with uh, COVID in these tr- in these villages that um, they were. Then had going to normal traditional medicine, uh, you know, not traditional for them, uh, going to our traditional medicine, right? Which uh, was total bullshit. And it, they were getting worse and worse and worse, and they were losing more people, and things were getting weirder. And so then the uh, tribe, like the local shamans, basically said, you know, enough's enough. We're going to go door to door and gave everybody like ayahuasca and local traditional things. And we're like, and like all of a sudden it stopped, you know what I mean? And their rates went down, everything got back to normal. Cause that's, that's their medicine. You know what I mean? That's, that's actually ingrained within their, within their DNA. You know what I mean? It's, it's literally, it's, it's part of their DNA. And now you're kind of, you, you know, we're, we've, we've done a pretty good job of, fucking most things up <laughs> along the way and usually those and, the, and and those countries are the ones that become the victims because we don't you know we just pass the buck like whatever we don't want to lose the profits back to the same group of people it's the same group of people that uh you know the same group of nazis that <laughs> were looking for profit margins they cannot uh lose the money on that those drugs that they have produced and have now patents for the next say 20 years but they can't sell it in America, but hey, for the next twenty years, they can sell it in Central America or Asia or somewhere else. And, yeah. and then you know that's that's the sad part of of where we're at in a lot of you know ways. But I think that's the first line that people can kind of take control of themselves is is with what they consume, what they you know whether it be cannabis or the food they eat or the tobacco they smoke or whatever it is. If you control that, whether you know and the best way to do that is to grow it yourself uh you know or have friends that grow them for you or whatever but keep it local and all of a sudden you're 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 building everything up from the ground up you know what i mean at that point it's like real strong links between everything that makes sense whereas we always go for the quick quick buck and easy way but there's never a a bond that lasts you know it's always stuff that's like we have to we have to start thinking like the pharmaceutical companies do in a way they play the long game really well yeah. that's what they're all about they don't mind waiting 10 15 years to do research and development and so like what you said we don't need to be looking for that quick fix mm. we need to truly be thinking about the long game because you have to think like them to understand you know they create the illness and then they sell you the cure, or they don't sell you the cure; they sell you the treatment so they that you have the, to take for your whole the life. Patch, the patch to fix it, and yeah, then, and then they can adjust it, you know, later and add to that. Well, I wanted to hear from Bill about the it, when you were saying earlier that it, you know, in regarding to the addiction of, mm-hmm. you know, commercial cigarettes, yeah. it, if if it's truly all the additives and not the nicotine, because I'm not a cigarette smoker. How do they get by with these nicotine cessation products that contain nicotine in them that keep people from smoking? Is is it, what is it about? Because they don't work. (laughs) Uh, Overall. Simply put. Overall, 94% of people who attempts to quit fail, overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, For for the heavy medications, the heavy duty medications like Chantix, really poison people, create all kinds of terrible side effects. Uh, they yeah. have about a 30% break. 
Um, and those are the ones that, like, literally, that was uh, Anthony Bourdain was was taking that one, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. the one. It's like literally causes suicidal thoughts. Anything that you take that gives you that as a side effect. <laughs> is so fucking ridiculously evil at that point because it's like i don't think anything in nature has ever been like this don't eat that berry it will make you want to commit suicide you're like when has that ever happened you know what i mean that's like they indemnify themselves by saying it to you that if you feel suicidal stop taking our product yeah oh well, sure the reason that people are doing this the reason people are driven to that extreme is they want us they want to stop smoking cigarettes Mm-hmm. And 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 it and because of brain generations of brainwashing, people generally don't say, "I want to stop smoking cigarettes." I don't necessarily want to stop smoking. Mm-hmm. The cigarettes that are the problem. What is it about the cigarettes? And people don't ever go. Of course, no reason to go beyond that because they're supplied with the answer. It's the tobacco and the nicotine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, end of story. We don't need to look any further. Uh, well then. Uh, well, actually, I'm about to self-publish a little book. Uh, I took in the back of this Smoke No Evil book, which is a couple of hundred pages of uh, not only sort of ranting and raving, but some pretty solid research and hyperlinks to the to the peer-reviewed research. But in the back of the book is about 30 or 40 pages of messages, letters. I've gotten people making comments on American Spirit and their experience with it. And a lot of the experience has to do with the fact that once they switch to American Spirit, organic, or any of the others, they first of all, they, they're cutting, they, they cut their smoking in half or more. And second of all, a lot of people actually use the switch to natural tobacco to then taper off and a lot of them would quit. Yeah. Uh, or or they're they're in, in control uh, rather than the cigarette being in control of them. So and, that's. And do you think they smoked less because it was just better delivery of the? No, the goods? I just think they. Smoked, there's a phenomenon. Remember, you may remember I mentioned earlier that nobody had ever tested cigarettes for pesticide residues. There's a phenomenon if you take in a toxic substance regularly. Uh, over a period of time, your body builds up not just a tolerance to it, but an addiction to it. If you stop taking in that substance, you go through withdrawal. Children of lead, for example. I mean, that's a common example. But I mean, any t- there's, a, there's a whole area of, of, of neurotoxicology that has to do with the impact of pesticides on human development, human nervous system, uh, the, on all of the diseases and the conditions that surround basically smoking behavior mm-hmm. uh and if if you but no since nobody has ever tested cigarettes for pesticide residues nobody has ever said what if we took out the pesticide residues and then tested pure tobacco cigarettes and then you know side by side mm-hmm. uh, i hesitate to do this but if i can segue for one quick minute yeah, i'll tell you the please reason. The floor is yours. The last 50 years of tobacco smoking and health research has been totally compromised by a, uh, a secret strategy used by the tobacco industry. And that is that back in the 70s, they realized they'd been using pesticides already for 20 years. The organochlorines, the really heavy-duty ones, the organophosphates. And uh, they realized that it was secretly through their research they understood that these pesticides were killing a lot of people. So they, uh, And they realized that the cigarettes 
industry was going to start getting heavily regulated. So they said, we're going to put ourselves in a position where we supply all the research cigarettes used in all the studies worldwide. <laughs> so they set up the University of Kentucky to supply what are called University of Kentucky reference cigarettes that have been used since the early 70s by every scientific study everywhere worldwide. Those cigarettes come out of the mainstream tobacco supply, and they, I have a quote from them that they have never tested those reference cigarettes for pesticide residues. So all of the studies that are looking at the effects of quote-unquote smoking are actually looking at the effects of, among other things, a whole broad mix of pesticides that are never accounted for in their data, crazy, ever. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. And, so, and, and you know, and, and people got so, and, and with the cannabis industry, it's like people got, it's like the pendulums kind of swung a little too far at one point where they started to ban stuff that, dude, I'm like, oh, yeah, really? I, Are you going to, you're going to ban, you know, spinozad? Like, like, come on, we use that for you. Like, yeah, like neonicotinoids are an issue. They really truly are. Yeah, well, that's true. That, that one that one did become a little bit more. But the, there was a lot of other stuff that came out that was even neem oil and things like that were like it, it became issues and stuff would, because of... Uh, Almost anything you combust. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> You got to be careful with what happens once you combust anything. Mm -hmm. And you they weren't test, and a lot of them didn't test it that way either. They just they they didn't even use, they don't take into consideration oh, that's right. that is being smoked, which is a, that's right. a whole other uh, concoction that's produced. Yeah. So you're saying all these years in all yeah. the tests they've done, they go. have the contaminated yeah, product. That's right. It's contaminated. They have it. They yeah. just. Don't test for it, or they ignore the they, test results. They don't know they're it. They're not even looking for it. They don't know it because they've never asked about it because they've accepted that the reference. It's like scientists uh, and, and medical people are, are, in a way, like herd animals. They use the word we when they're talking about what we know, mm -hmm. right? So it's a guild, and, and we have decided years ago that smoking, they even say this, smoking tobacco in itself is so dangerous that we don't care what else is in there. Well, that would be fine. <laughs> if, that would be fine. You know, even, even that would be fine if cigarettes were actually tobacco, but most of them aren't even tobacco anymore. Right. They're, they're, you know, they're certainly not leaf tobacco. I can show you videos put out by Philip Morris showing a slurry. It looks like a, a pile of semi-loose shit. Being pretty, and it's that slurry that's then dried and rolled out into sheets. They even call it sheet tobacco. Mm -hmm. That's from Sheety Pup Town. Very sheety. It's very sheety. Very sheety tobacco. <laughs> Highly sheety. And that's what most cigarettes are made out of is sheet tobacco. Right, because oh, they have to. Sh well, that, well, that was the other problem they had in the beginning when they were trying to do uh, cannabis cigarettes for. Uh, for the patients, and they had these machines that were used to exactly cutting that, like sheets of tobacco or a big flat, you know, and then all of a sudden you put these things in and the machines got all gum gummed up and they broke and they're like, eh, it's not going to work, you know? So then they, so they just, then they didn't grow them to full uh, flower. They kept them very leafy and then they harvested yeah. them young. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's a total fail right there. It's like just because the machinery didn't accept it, you know what I mean? So instead they right. adjust, adjusted the plant to the machinery instead of the other way around. Yeah, yeah. that's a great mentality. That's that's perfect mentality right there. Right, and uh, I mean, that and, that, and that's also part of the reason why those probably those big tobacco corps don't really want to get into cannabis because their their thought patterns are, are not never about the plant or about the quality of the product. It's about the convenience of the production volume and and maxim, sure. maximum profits, let's say, 
But, you know, the people who are the people on the on the side of the good guys are are as blind as the as the people who are profiteering and and doing the exploiting. I, let me give you a quick example. I've I've been trying to find an AIDS clinic anywhere who would consider this simple proposition. You got young uh, AIDS patients going through there who we already know uh, are being treated with a combination of fungicides for a while and then recombinant. Uh, 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 pharmaceuticals for a while, but you can't use the, the fungicides together with the recombinant stuff. Hmm. Uh, okay, we know that. We also know that young AIDS patients going through this therapy who smoke fail at an almost 100% rate. We also, we don't know, what the AIDS clinics don't know is that the cigarettes those young AIDS patients are smoking are loaded with fungicides. So they're mm. inhaling fungicides during the time ah, of their treatment gotcha. when fungicides are completely forbidden to and, and, and will corrupt the outcome completely. But nobody knows this. Yeah. They know that they, they know they, these young people are, are continuing to smoke. They know they're failing their treatment, but they don't have a clue about what they're smoking and why that might be. I'm not saying it is, but yeah. it certainly makes sense. Oh, it sounds correct. I mean, it sounds, it, it, it's, it warrants research. I would say it would be a fairly, you know what? The chances of them not using a fungicide are very low. I would have to say say about negative (laughs) 5%, because you know that that's like a huge problem uh, within within the industry, especially when it comes to like where they they grow it in like Virginia and places that are already very humid. So I imagine they need to suppress fungus right out of the gate. And and from a grower's point of view, it's a lot easier, uh, obviously, for them to spray but once you get plants addicted to it, they get they can't deal now with these, it anyway. It's so it's true, that it's true that they're using fungicides. First of all, they're using fungicides in a in a regulated environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, the tobacco industry is not. Uh, the fungicides that the tobacco, fungicides are a huge necessity, but. Okay, so so take that point and realize if you're unregulated, that means you can use the most potent pesticide fungicides without any regard for anything except their effectiveness. Yeah, I mean, okay. I so, mean, I mean, right now it's like everybody's. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say these are azole fungicides that are in the cigarettes, and the, it's the, specifically the azole fungicides that are used in, in the AIDS therapy. Uh, and that are discontinued. Is that like so, azol? Is that like azol is that, uh, Azol, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, azol. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it sucks. Uh, now, exactly. I, and now I forgot what I was going to say. So now I'm worse. Than so I got a question though. <laughs> if you forgot what you were going to say, so go, go ahead. You know, there's so much uh, discussion over the years, right? That smoking cigarettes causes cancer. Yes. So it is. I, I suppose we'd have to go if if I mean if what you're saying is it's that it's not the tobacco. It's the additives in it that cause the cancer. Or I don't think there were the kept, but are the, there, it's more the pesticides used. The all, all of that. Well, are there stories that come from Native Americans who cultivated tobacco long before we were putting pesticides and additives in that? What were, Are there stories of lung cancers? Well, first of all, the Native Americans didn't smoke tobacco the way we smoke tobacco. They didn't light it up uh, uh, 40, 50, 60 times a day. Right. So, but, so, but, and there is a whole Native American movement called Keep It Sacred. If anybody wants to look at what's going on, it's called Keep It Sacred. Just Google that. They're a fabulous uh, collaborative of many, many different uh, uh, people. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, it, it it may be that smoking tobacco causes cancer. 
But we know we don't know that because it's no no tobacco, nothing, no cigarette that's ever been tested and painted on the skin of a rat, for example, has ever been organic tobacco. The first pest, the first cigarettes that were tested by a guy named Ernst Winder, who was a um, uh, scientist coming out of Germany in World War II. Anyway, he painted he he took tobacco smoke extract from regular cigarettes and painted it on the skin of mice and said, "Oops, it causes cancer." And everything went from that point forward. Hmm. <laughs> it's like you know, in Jack's book, they they talked about the monkey trials. They needed to prove that cannabis was going to kill somebody so what they did is they figured well let's give uh, a just a crazy amount of cannabis to a monkey and we'll do it we'll give him a joint every couple of hours and we'll see how it goes right till, till they right. smoke all this but the government didn't want to pay someone to sit there with this monkey for six weeks to give him all this cannabis to see what would happen so they stick a gas mask on it they ignite it and they basically effect they, they asphyxiated the monkey and that's how they came up with their data that that Killer smoking weed. pot could kill you you know so it's it's it 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 crazy the way they use and manipulate st their study is it I, I see it goes back a long way so it that's a, it's nothing new mm -hmm. uh, good for you yeah and it goes back so much further than that uh, the i mean it, this is not a, even a modern phenomenon this 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 the the desire of people with power and greed in their hearts to manipulate the rest of us for their own benefit is the story of mankind really uh oh, don't take us on a political discussion. I'll get hate mail. <laughs> I, I thought that was a spiritualist comment, yeah, not a political yeah. one. Well, it'll it'll certainly morph into it in this day and age, right? <laughs> I mean, it's. But uh, so I think the, the thing that I'm hoping that your listeners who are interested in the, the whole cannabis industry and business realize is that there's a basic. Uh, approach that's there to be taken under law that says that the U.S. government is unfairly favoring the tobacco industry, their competitor, and they can demonstrate that their their industry is serving a group that overlaps with the group, so it's the same group of people. Mm -hmm. And the, the tobacco producers don't have to comply, and the cannabis producers do. And that's just a basic unfair trade you know, I mean, I think a lawyer ought to be able to take that to court because the evidence is solid. We'll note the time in the ship's log and bring it up with Jeff Garvin, a friendly friend who comes on the show every now and then, hopefully soon. I'd love to see these bastards taken to the to the dock. Right. Well, it's. Uh, I think we're. I think we're at the. We're at the. Two Are we hours. wrapping it up here? Yeah, we're at Wonderful. Two, two hours. For you were great, Bill. Well, I, you know, I apologize for anybody who can't handle a rant because you turn oh, me on. I love rants. That's all I do. That's all I do. I Are you kidding me? Do you, you I, see, you just tipped your hand that you don't listen to the show because no, that's I, Adam in a nutshell. I mean, I don't know. How I don't know. I speak like I write with zero with zero punctuation. So <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you got you to gotta watch out. Uh, but no, it was awesome talking to you. Um, Thank you. Um, so, so okay. As far as that's okay, the new book that you came out with, which is actually a year old, um, is it yeah. also available on digital format, or do they have yes. to physically buy it? Or what's the best way yeah. to get it? Best way to get it is just to Google the title "Smoke No Evil." With there's a couple of songs out in the album of that kind. Of, you know, "Smoke No Evil," "Build Right," and it'll come up. Yeah. Um, and I'm about to put a new book out called. It'll be 
we'll, I'll let you know about that later, but it, it's basically addressed it, this whole issue of how people can switch from whatever they're smoking to just regular organic tobacco and then go from there. And it's mm-hmm. the, the voices of the people who've done it. I'm going to just put it in there without a comment and let people read it. So this is like a, a, a follow-up to the Smoke No Evil kind Yeah, of? pretty much. In, the, in that Smoke No Evil book, there was a whole section in the back where I took all these comments and people telling their stories that I've, I've uh, you know, sent to me and it's basically people saying, hey, when I switched to uh, American Spirit, in this case, it, it changed everything about the way I smoked. And a lot right. of them said, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you, I should just be, decided, you should be getting paid by American Spirit, it sounds like. Right? Jesus, I mean, you're, well, you're, you're, actually, well, they Phil don't Norris. want to see it. R.J. Reynolds, the people who own American Spirit. No, R.J. Reynolds. See, that's it. You're supporting a bunch of douchebags. So you've got to get away from those companies. Cause and that's the well, worst part is even when – was American Spirits always R.J. Reynolds or were they bought up by R.J. No. The, you know, don't you know, don't you, that I invented American Spirit Organic Tobacco. I invented the brand. I started the company, and then they took it away from me as soon as they found out I wanted to push the pesticide angle. Oh, nobody knew. I did not. Uh, holy that. moly! I was, no, I was I not. See, now you're Nugget! blowing everyone's mind. Nugget, quick! <laughs> Nugget. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, holy moly! Holy moly! Maybe we lead with that next time. Our research staff sucks. <laughs> it's you, dude. You're the research staff. So I, I, know. The I research blew it. Staff. Yeah, you're the you're the worst. You're I home. completely blew it. <laughs> No, uh, well, that's awesome. No, that's just fun. That's fun. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, that's that's fun. Yeah. So and and, and uh, we'll see. Like I said, when, when that book is done, come on, done. You see that when that book's done, come well, on. I'm actually just, I'm fiddling with the cover now. I mean, just before we came on, I was kind of finishing it up. It's it's not. I'm not writing the book. I'm taking what people had to say, their voices. Yeah, yeah. I'm not editing it. No punctuation changes. Hey, my you know, style. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. No, fun- no punctuation. Their, 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 Forget their, the style. It's their, yeah. it's their voices coming off of the paper. That's what I want. Is I want their voices to tell to tell the reader, hey, you know, it's no big deal. Quitting is not a problem. They're, everybody's lying to you. If you know, it's illusory. Mm-hmm. You can simply switch, taper off, and quit if you want. That's the title of the book. Switch, taper, and quit if you want. Wow. Okay. Well, good. Keep an eye out for that and uh, keep in touch now. Thank you. Thank you. You keep in touch and let me know when I can come back and talk about American Spirit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we got a whole new show now. Glad we we missed the most important part of the show. Well, uh, you you probably got a new customer because Elka's got to quit whatever, whatever. Swishers. Oh, Swisher, you got to get yeah. off the Swisher. Talk get... to anybody you know. Yeah. Talk to anybody you know who's smoking Swishers, and please just show uh, show you them saved the number. One of our, you saved one of our listeners, hopefully, right there. Good. Cool. Good. All right, man. Thank you for thank you for that. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care, man. That was awesome. What's oh. that? What's that picture in picture going on there? Schnargolino. Okay. Awesome show. That was awesome, guys. Uh, yeah, man. Bill's, like I said, he's a real OG. I didn't even realize. See, I am the one who's should have done the research, but he didn't. I, he didn't mention that. And maybe no. he did. maybe he did. He sent me such a long. He sent me a thing that was about the backstory of the thing. Anyway, good to know no, we but got. We met. We we hung out with him in at one of the shows. He was with um, he was with another guy, and I brought some cryo cure for them to try. Who I don't. I forget the other guy's name that he was hanging out with, but possibly. Yeah, they didn't tell it. That's a nugget to know. I don't remember. Is that a nugget? That is not a nugget. To know that that oh that that he invented American spirits. We did that. We did that. We already did that. Don't don't double nugget on here, bro. (laughs) Don't be double Double nugget. nugget. Don't be double nugget. (laughs) It takes a lot to get a double nugget. 
maybe these guys deserve a double nugget because they got no till. <laughs> that's one nugget. <laughs> Uh, they got the done deal. That's two nuggets. There you go. Double nugget. Uh, the guys over at Green We let Farms. him go before I could I could ask him if he had a promo code where he could enter the done oh, deal on all his books. Oh, we're not trying to take money away. He, he, he charged $2 a book back in the in day. In 1960. I know. 69. 69. I know. He's, he's, he's paid huh. his dues. I don't, think he, I don't think he has to give us a discount at this point. Hey, it's not. It's not we don't get a kickback from it. We're just yeah. going to pass a discount on to some fans. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll ask him after the fan. I'll, I'll hit him <laughs> up. I'll be like, Dave forgot to, to pander you for a discount. <laughs> That's his job. His job is pander, as the local pander. Well, we should talk about our, our, our very proud sponsor, a great exactly. guy. And greenfarmsmed.com JW over at Green, Green Farms Med You've been getting some uh, flaves from there, right, recently? Yeah, in fact, I stepped out of my comfort zone <gasps> and I took a drive to Colorado Springs Holy Whoa. shit, um, mad sighting yeah. yeah, sightings Yeah, yeah it was, uh, was alright Anybody you know? who ever sees Dave in the wild, if you get a photo of him we'll, we'll hook you, I'll yeah. give her the pack of seeds <laughs> Free pack of seeds for anybody that gets a photo of Dave in the wild in the wild, wow <laughs> Oh, that's great. It's a deal. It's like <laughs> yeah, Sasquatch. No, just, it's like I, Sasquatch of Boulder. I saw it. I'm just not sure what it was because it was wearing a mask. But I do wear the mask with my face in front because I just, I, I feel like uh, I'm lost without a smile. So Yeah, uh, they got awesome, no, uh, amazing rosin, uh, real terpy, killer profiles, um, all, all, like I said, grown with no-till. Uh, yep. And if you look at their garden, especially if you go through the Instagram, you can see, like, just amazing because uh, you can see that, that is, with no-till it takes a while to get things rolling once it gets rolling though now their garden is on fire and uh, some of the results like I said with that they like 29.3% tw terpenes on the country fruit uh, rosin which is ridiculous that's like the most I've ever heard Yeah. so uh, check them out if you be, have to have a medical card and you have to be in Colorado Springs so that probably narrows it down to a few people but if those few people do it I'm already happy because uh, it's worth it. Dave does it because Dave was yeah. sent somebody because he's scared or something. But well, I they scared. have a product there. Yeah. They have a product there called Activated Solventless Oil. So it's ASO, mm -hmm. and it's their version of Rick Simpson oil. And I have it on firsthand knowledge from a buddy um, going through just a terrible cancer treatment. Mm. It for him, they can't say if it's shrunk his tumor, but the last treatment through chemo versus this one, this one was far less um, unenjoyable, <laughs> terrible experience. Right. And so he's been taking that ASO for about two weeks and uh, it's, it's working for him. So if you happen to know someone who is as the unfortunate experience of going through cancer treatment, it is a product to try and it is priced really reasonable. And they also so, have, they also have that 2,500 milligram, Tincture, uh, yep, phenomenal. Uh, I got friends who uh, have like really had it such a hard time. I hadn't slept proper in months, and it was like I was like, "Here, let me hook you up." And bam, he's like, "Oh my god!" Like, yep, part of his regimen now. So uh, check them out if uh, you've got anybody in the area that can grab it for you. It's worth it's worth it. Yeah. And don't forget the done So deal. thank you, JW. What a great, great company, great products. Yeah. Greenfarmsmed.com Greenfarms in Colorado Springs. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. of course. Oh, this, so wait, you can, do we, I guess. Of course. Uh, do we get out of order? Because that, that, 
Incredibles they do sell at Green Farm. So don't forget when you're down there, you can pick up some Incredibles oh, and get the double done deal. Did you did you just get a hit, hit up message? I just got a message. Done deals, low price on all concentrates. Tell everyone. Tell everyone. Tell them Sweet. All, I am. I'm telling them all right now. Tell Where them. at Green Farms? Green Farms. Nice. Yes. There we go. Uh, and who does who, who's his number one? Like, I mean, basically, I know that JW uses probably ninety percent of his products coming from Build a Soil, our next sponsor, yep. who are uh, have been with us since day one, and we love Jeremy and the crew over there because they produce. Uh, they well, they produce. They don't produce, but they distribute amazing products, and uh, and they have some awesome in-store stuff. Uh, they do side-by-side grows, and you can check out all their all their info on Instagram and on their website. It's 855-877-SOIL if you want to give them a call, or you can just go to buildasoil.com, and don't forget Done Deal, of course, on checkout. And it's free shipping inside of Colorado, over 500 bucks, and... Uh, New Mexico. Mexico. New Mexico. So if you live in either of those, New and Mexico. you want to get... Uh, you need to, uh, you know... Get your garden rocking and rolling. Those Jeremy is your man. Yeah, and again, follow them on Instagram because holy moly, it it is the feed is quite enjoyable to watch. They have these mushroom spores that are in these bricks. I, I have to get me some of those. Mm-hmm. So, uh, great company, great guy. And he he sent me some sourdough starter, and it came in a a little uh, like a Tupperware that had exploded, but it was zipped in a Ziploc bag. Oh, Three feedings brought it back to life. Bam. You got Boom! The, so you got the sourdough going, nice. Oh yeah, it's like a hundred and fifty year old sourdough starter. I mean, it's uh, a and, and you almost killed it. Sounds like Dave. Exploded. No, you can't kill sourdough starter. No, you can't. You, you, you can you can deflate it, uh-huh. but you can bring it back to life if you nurture it. Nice. Um, yeah. Check out those guys. Um, and of course, your boys over there. Oh, there you go. I got, I got I got props. I got props. Right there. Oh yeah, Ozo right Coffee. There, there. Listen. I knew, uh, I got again, a, Isabel. I got a new flavor. Here. Isabel. Hey, it's a nice espresso. Boom. So they're open. They have they have five or six locations. You can go to ozocoffee.com. Um, you can place a pre their order there, and uh, you get twenty percent off your order, and they'll ship it to you if you want it. And uh, you, if you follow the Dundee mathematics, you you figure you buy five pounds, you're going to get one pound free. It's easy to figure the math out that way. There's no decimals or fractions or anything. No, like that. No, that, none of that crazy decimal fraction shit. Boom! Boom! No. What the hell? You don't have to take out your postal scale and weigh it to two, see how much you buy got. Ten pounds, you get two pounds for free. Whoa! Whoa! So listen, the more you, you buy, should, the you... more you save. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but they're a great company run by great people. And they form relationships with the small family farms across the globe. Then they have the green bean shipped here, and they roasted on a 1959 roaster in Boulder. So uh, give them a shot. They're great coffee. I love them. Um, I'd I'd be drinking them if they were weren't even a sponsor. I drank them long before they were a sponsor. So uh, ozocoffee.com, and uh, tell them uh, that Adam Dunshow sent you in by asking for the done deal. There you go. Can even yeah. bother him at the counter and say, "I demand twenty percent off." I don't this. know if it'll work there, though. Well, if we cause enough stink, it'll work. That's yeah. It. yeah, The squeaky wheel gets oiled first. It's a very well. It wouldn't term. hurt so just to that. tell them. And if you know, I know I heard about him. On I know the show. a good squeaky wheel. His name's Dave. And That's Dave, him. Dave is the squeakiest wheel you've ever met, <laughs> and he gets shit done. Right. There you go. That's right. That's right. There you go. Squeaky wheel gets done. So no, first. if you are at Ozo and you do buy a cup of coffee. Do tell them that you heard about them on the Adam Dunn Show. Can't hurt. Sounds good. Yeah. 
Oh, Did we shit. miss apothecary extracts, Mark? No. No. God, you fucking everything up. Dude, we had it all. It was so smooth, we, dude. It was. We so had apothecary. We were gonna, we were gonna edit this, and we we're gonna just gonna repeat it every week, and we didn't have to ever do it. Yeah. Now, now we, that you, now we can't do it. Now, now that you screwed it all up, we have to do it again. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to do this every week. That's pretty much the way Uh-oh. it's gonna yeah. go. Darn. Uh, but if you are in Barcelona and uh, oh. you are lucky enough to be close to a place dear to our heart, Treasure, yes. for, you can go there and get yourself a done deal. Uh, Walk up proudly to the door and say, I need that done deal. And they will give sh- it to me. Sh- open the door. Open the door. It's like magic. Let you in. And then bang. You're going to run into Petey. Yep. And Petey's going to say, Oh, hello. He's going to look like no the Geico lizard. for you. He's gonna, and then tell him he looks like the Geico lizard. <laughs> and then he'll know, I sent you. That's yep. how it goes. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes, right? That's how it goes. Uh, but no, Petey's the best. And uh, they always have high-quality cannabis uh, at, the, at the spot and great coffee and great service and great people there. So check them out. Uh, use that done deal. Tell us how it was. Hit us up when you're there. Mm-hmm. Take oh, photos. Take photos. All that good stuff. Yep. Uh, yes. And when we're back, we're going to see you again. We will mm-hmm. see you again one day, my friends. That's right. One day. One day. Next and now apothecary. There it is. <laughs> I want to foghorn, foghorn. Show him, show him, so he knows oh. when it happens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 There we go. That's through you, Dave. You know, so you I, gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I, uh, I made a post about uh, apothecary like today or yesterday. That Clementine's um, bomb. Yeah, I, I smoked this Clementine. Uh, I got it it smells awesome. I haven't smoked it yet. Oh, try some. It is. Ooh. It's so fire. Well, since and Dave didn't I, get to I, it, I can try it even twice. I think. Ooh, nice. I found myself remarking <laughs> when I've tried other people. So they say, you know what? You should try this. I said, where's it processed? They say apothecary. So, it's uh, they they're doing something right in my book. Yeah, and it's, it smells and, fire. It smells like a. Um, I guess I shouldn't. Say. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to say life. I don't want to. This. Uh, this I don't get one, in though, Fleetwood butter. Can you have a Fleetwood? Yeah, Fleetwood oh. butter. No one gave me that. Yeah. I got this no, a while ago. Right. Is it good? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I really likes that one. It's, I guess. Yeah, so. really. See, I didn't well, get that one you because it smelled like kind of like time uh, train wrecky Jack oh, yeah. Harry. Type. Oh yeah, that's, you know, yeah. I can, yeah. See, I can see Dave getting excited now. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, it brings you know. Well, listen, it bring it. It smells unlocked memories, and so that right. that must be what it's tapping into because it's it it's for like, me. It's, it's real old school. It's jelly beanish, right? <laughs> jelly beanish with a little something like like a like a um, limesicle background. Yeah, <laughs> you mix limesicle. we're talking. We're talking about the clementine over here, dude. The clementine, yeah. It's like that. Totally, it's weird. Yeah. Nice. Good stuff. So <laughs> nice. go to Apothecary Extracts, ask for the done deal. You can get a gram of that that uh, Fleetwood butter um, or probably like 40 other flavors and a joint, an infused joint for 25 bucks. But you got to ask for the done deal. Can't double done deal there, except if you're down in the springs and they Dude. carry. maybe they carried it, you know. And triple, actually, can we do a, is there a way to do triple downs yet? Can we, triple Lindy, so triple Lindy, the triple Lindy of discount, the triple yeah, Lindy right. of discounts. Yeah. The, <laughs> the triple Lindy. <laughs> ah, that's such a great reference. First person on the chat room to to say who that is yeah. wins a twirl when they that's arrive. Funny. 
Come on, save the movie on the chat. Don't say that. Don't you say it, Adam. Don't. On the chat room. First person to say that movie, we'll send up Terp Pearls, too. Tony Bologna is going to be the one. Come on. Tony, Tony. Come on. Come on. I just wanted to shout out Jonathan. He helped me out at Apothecary last week. I see those guys every week. Hey, hey. No respect. I see those guys every week to go pick up our hash, and Jonathan helped me out. He uh, he actually hooked me up with a, a gram of some of the stuff from the rec side. That was really awesome. So like, nice. yeah, it's really cool. So I just want to give him now shout get, out. Now he's gonna get fired because he fucking broke protocol. No, that's what he was saying. <laughs> no, he was saying he was like, he saying, I'm gonna get fired, bro. If you no. say this on the air, and he's like, well, I just said it on the air. No, that he was oh, like, shit. they like it when we take initiative. So he's like, I, t- I took initiative and gave him a free gram. So maybe you talk oh. about it on the gr- on the air. So. Oh, initiative oh, on the air. Well, take that. a dab off of it right now and yeah. tell us how Which it one? is. It's already gone. Oh, it's gone. It's already gone. Yeah. I already yeah. it. It must have been good. <laughs> <That's the best laughs> it was good. It was actually pretty good. And it was but on their lowest shelf. So, I mean, you can explore all the way up and down their shelf and... I am so there. surprised nobody they didn't hear the quote. knows they didn't hear the, the movie. Quote. They're pl- claiming, oh, Tony Bologna didn't hear the quote. There it is. Oh, we got I it. I grew some. Huh? Who did? Well, I grew some. Yes. Hey. Nice. All right. Nice reference. And wait, here's, uh, 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 hopefully they'll send us uh, two sets. Mm-hmm. But if you can tell me the son's love interest, the name of her character on Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine. What? Jesus, what the where, fuck? where, where fucking, what fucking Comic Con did you just come from? Strange where, where, ways. Comic Con, what? Come on, they're good at that shit. Yeah. Anyway, I'll that. look for it on the chat room later. I don't know. That was a weird left fielder. That's I'm, yeah. I'm good at obscurity. Yeah, you are. You, there gotta right, be some Star Trek Speaking of fans. obscurity, <laughs> I don't know. That's a bad, bad <laughs> intro. Bad intro. Of obscurity, not so obscure. No, the guys over at X Craft are putting out. Uh, Super simple tabletop uh, equipment so that you can make your own extracts at home. Uh, you can get the source, which is a smaller unit if you're just doing uh, you know, tents or something like that. And if you have a little bit more going on, you can pick up their uh, Edo Pro, which is, I think it can do about a pound's worth of material but in, in liquid form, of course. Uh, and it's super easy to use, one button, bang. Uh, you can also do. You wanted buttons, though. I know. I wanted. To, I want the whole like, like you know, combos and things to fuck. I want things to fuck up is what I want. But if, apparently, you can't. That's the problem. It's like can't fuck it up. Uh, but you can also uh, use. You get ninety eight percent return on it, which is awesome as far as like your alcohol. So uh, not your not your other stuff. That would be awesome if you got ninety eight return. On all your material, right? You said you got 98 return. I only got... Holy shit, I put a pound of rosin in and I got how much out? Yeah, right. You put in, you get 98% back and it's all good. No, but you get 98% of your alcohol back, which is super efficient. And uh, quiet too, surprisingly quiet. So definitely check them out. Uh, Obviously use the done deal and it's extractcraft.com. But if you do pick up one of those machines, you're going to need our next sponsor, which is 420 extracts uh extract extract door sorry which is their uh alcohol made here at mystic mountain brewery in, in larkspur colorado uh but they ship everywhere in the states and you can buy them in five gallon totes or you know five gallon jugs or if you can even get totes and get all sorts of crazy sizes from those guys so contact them tell me what the done deal i heard about it on the show and uh yeah check them out they're fucking there you go they, they go hand in hand right there they're both from colorado one from larkspur and one from uh longmont the l towns bro l town they're from l town l towns yo l towns so uh our next sponsor oh shit there's you. it's all you dude you work for your face on the fucking cans get to work 
Get to work. It's work. I yeah. listen. Remember, it was by mistake. But anyway, 14erboulder.com. <laughs> just a fantastic dispensary. The shelves on the rec side, and because they don't have a med side right now, are full of, of flour. I think there's like 20 plus strains on there right now. And their, their breeder, I, I tried. Uh, one day I'll get the two of you in a room together and you'll share secrets. Probably you, you'll get close enough to each other and it'll, it'll just explode. I like, I, like how, I like how your face is up there with not only Jack Herrer, but Grimace. How good is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the perfect combination. Um, Where Dave leans, am... Dave's leaning harder on the Grimace, though, isn't he? On the Grimace side? Which yeah. side does he run? On the Grimace <laughs> side or onto the fucking Jack Herrer side? I'd be more the Hamburglar, oh. you know. Grimace is pretty good for you, though. I think. <laughs> Why? He's always. Is he smiling all the time? Oh, then I would be me. He um, is. He is, but, and he's purple. So he's, he's... rosin on the shelf right now, I believe, is GMO. They got a whole bunch of apothecary extracts. Um, they even did a collab with Viola like Labs. <laughs> See, they're, they're going for the. They're like, yeah, we got Dave, we got Grimace. And we got Jack Hare. Do they put Jack Hare's yeah. face on the Jack Hare, or do they just put like some crazy Jack Hare list? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. That's, yeah. that's, that's the greenhouse. Sativa. That's the greenhouse's logo too, which is sad. And I, and I'm pretty sure they'll have a guard dog soon. Of uh, of um. Oh, guard dog got mad. Jeff guards. Worked? Yeah, the show worked. The show well, we'll got see. it. Did the show do it? I think the show. Uh, I I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it. it if show. if the Jeff show. just doesn't talk his way out of it in the next few months, maybe something will happen. You know. Cool. So well, we'll that'd be see. awesome if you did, because then we could we could, bl we could you know, not blame. We could. Uh, give we'll all, take credit for it. We'll take all the credit for sure. Absolutely. Creating brands. Um, but place your pre-order. Go to fourteenerboulder.com. They don't. You cannot walk up to the counter and order there. You got to place your pre-order. They're going to send you a text that they got it. They'll send you a text that it's finished. When you get there, you just let the guy sitting outside know you're there, and they will call you when it's your turn. They're really efficient. In and out in a minute. Um, I, I think just the like most, Dave. I, Wait, do it. What? Just like Dave. In and out in a minute. Come on, bam! You guys are oh. slow. <laughs> oh, the interns are in trouble tonight. Um, <laughs> give them a shot if you're in Boulder. They they are really they are they're tops at what they do. Um, I just saw some pictures of some of the crosses coming out, and uh, it's just it's amazing. It's fire. I'm so proud of, and I'm proud of my son, you know, who's doing a great job over there. So Evan and company and Sean and Matt and Joe and Liz. All right. All right. Come on. And fucking I'm forgetting him. He's love like, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they love my bagels. I bring them bagels all the time. I feed them. Nice dude. The rosin's yeah. fucking premium, man. It's one of yeah, my favorite grams I smoke all week. Yeah, they don't have any right now other than that GMO, but I bet well, you in about a week or so, they'll have like five or six different strains up there ready to go. Well, that's the one you want anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I like some variety. Yep. All right. Yeah. variety, where's my fucking, where's my bagels? Yeah. Where's, I haven't had a bagel in months. I haven't had a bagel in six weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You haven't? Of course you No, haven't. I'm kidding. That's you, that's all you Steve eat. Martin that's when he says, I haven't had arugula in six weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah, anyway. All right. Anyway. Um, okay. I'll bring you some bagels. Oh, shit. Fish. Okay, so this yeah. is the problem now. I had the perfect show lined up. 
with fi- and, and I haven't even asked fish yet, so we can definitely adjust because I wasn't sure because na- now you threw the wrench <laughs> in the pro- you threw the wrench in my program yeah. because I have another guest who has a podcast based on guys who were uh, parachuting and smuggling weed, which sounds like a cool story. So I was like, we could combine the smuggling weed parachute story guys mixed with. Uh, our buddy Tony, uh, over at Fish Shit, who's love, <laughs> like, he's like he could like fly into the show, uh, and we could make it into the ultimate show. But you, on the other hand, know, have to go to a funeral. Mark fucked it up. Why'd you fuck it all up with the funeral? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand. Couldn't they just wait a week, couple days, or something? Like, could you call and adjust it for yeah, us? Right. What if Adam wrote you a note? Anyway, I'll figure it out. <laughs> thank God it. Well, thank God it didn't call. Thank God I didn't call, and then uh, and then uh, Tony would be like order uh, getting planes organized and have oh, geez, and he'd be yeah. like, yeah, I can't word do it because Mark's got to to do something. Man. He's got to go to Vegas. I would I wouldn't tell him about the funeral. I yeah. just say he went to Vegas oh, just to yeah. make you sound like a dick. That would, be, that would be my that would be my way. Wait a minute, is there is there a bullpen we could draw from? Someone who's done the show in the oh, past. Oh no, it's true. Vinny's gonna in. do it. No, Vin- yo, Vinny, over here, you're gonna he's, do this. He's right? getting he's getting cold feet though. No. Oh, look at him. He's shaking his head. He doesn't want to do it. It's too much. Too many knobs. <laughs> so, many <laughs> so many knobs. The opposite, so many knobs. Of, the opposite of the extract craft machine, which is one, one button. That's what we want. We want the Adam Dunn show, one button. One button Can we do the one button? Like, it was like that one I went to see the Beastie Boys one time. I was hanging out with the, behind the soundboard, and the goats were playing before them, and the goats were really good, right? The goats were like live, and, but they had the sound all kind of weird. And it was like when the fucking beasties came in, the guy like hit literally like one button, oh, yeah. and the whole place like lit up. And I was like, well, "Dude, how come they didn't have that button on when they were playing?" They're like, "Dude, never, <laughs> never let the opening act be louder than the." You know, I was like, "This is the button right here." So we need that for the Adam yeah. Dunn show. The Adam Dunn show button. You hit it. Yeah. No, it can happen, right? All right, so <laughs> we're gonna try to figure it out. We're gonna see if we can do a Thursday show, but I don't know. My guy. Maybe the you know, wait, when you bring up skydiving, I saw someone's Instagram photo. Mm-hmm. They went skydiving during this, and the, the you know, the the instructor behind them, yeah, who strapped them was wearing a mask. She wasn't wearing a mask, he had a mask on. It was just some random photo on Instagram. Uh-huh. R- wicked cool. We could get one of those going for you. So we know we gotta get Adam Dunn show masks and all that. Yeah, we'll do it all. It's going to be great, bro. <laughs> Production value is going to be super high. Oh, dude, totally. Yeah, Boom. Drones going around Boom. him as he lands onto the top of his camper with the thing <laughs> with our logo on it. I had it all planned, but apparently it's not Fucked happening. Fucked it up. Fucked it all up. Anyway. Fucked uh, it all up. The guys are efficient. They got a simple product that works well. Um, if you add it to your regimen, if you're growing already, and if you're not growing already, and you want to add something in the beginning that you just, you, you got to add something. This is such an easy, simple thing, uh, and it brings up your terpenes and your and your yields a bit, and all around just helps the plant, which is what you want in a product. And uh, we're going to have, uh, maybe next week, him flying in a parachute, but maybe MTI is going to ruin it with some, some <laughs> trip to Vegas or something, but we're going to try. Uh, <laughs> but you go to... Uh, what is it? Fishheadfarms.com or fishheadfarms.com. That's what it is. Okay. And or fish uh, shit on Instagram. Yep. And you get twenty five percent with him, right? Isn't it twenty five percent off? Holy shit. So yep. once again, the more you order, the bigger your deals, right? Totally. I think that's like a double done deal. Double right. 
Yeah. right out the door because the, the, the standard was like, I tried to get us 10% at that Chinese food in Amsterdam. So that, really, that it was like two and a half I don't know how that times. became the standard of the one Chinese restaurant we went to in Amsterdam. but Well, because it was the first time I really asked for it. I was oh, just being funny. That was, his, that was his, I remember that. That was, your ver, that was your very first attempt. It worked for almost a second. Yeah. It didn't, you know, didn't quite well, settle. Well, until we got the look, like, yeah. go fuck yourself and just eat the chicken we served you. Yeah, we were with Dumac, remember, too, right? So, yep. yeah, that doesn't <laughs> So we weren't going to get served well to be, uh, just because we walked in with. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, check them out. Get that done deal from them. And uh, we will have in the near future. And I also want to, I'm going to get them to send a bunch out to a few people that we all promised. Because you promised a bunch of people, Dave. I know. Yep. I, I was there. I was watching you promise. <laughs> I know you didn't follow through, so you need to follow through and get those things sent out. Right, Dave? No, they sent them to... Oh, did you? You got them all out? Everybody, yeah. Uh, anybody who's... I remember, I, I remember on the show you were just throwing them out like they were... Free. No. Nugget. Well, if, yeah, if anybody yeah. is oh, we'll still... Oh, get it for you. Yeah, all right. If anybody has not received a fish hit that we have promised, please write in to dundeal at adamdunshow.com. Oh, my God. And we will rectify jam up tonight. It's going to be all jammed up. It's going to be all Boom, jammed crash up. The you network. have mail. Crash the network right there. Yep. You uh, have hate mail. And, of course. <laughs> Seedsherenow.com. Seedsherenow.com. Where the fuck is James? James. He's, he's posting on Twitter. Seeds I've seen him now? post a few yeah. times. Man on the scene. But, uh the bean himself i don't know where he is oh man uh but yeah check them out and uh they have the best breeders uh and the best service which is important actually they had a little bit of oh no they did have a little bit of an issue though because a lot of the fires were affecting a lot of the uh people that worked for them so they have i think about a week of shutdown right now where they're not gonna be able to ship anything because all the post offices there are pretty much under threat of fire too so you don't really want him to put seeds into a building that could possibly burn down so mm -hmm. probably a good idea that he hangs on to him and waits until next week until the, the actual post office are in danger of burning um, but the service from them unbelievable as you know here they are telling us ahead of the game not just doing it and not getting those orders out um, but in general you got some of the best breeders, all the best breeders, really, and all under one roof, which makes it easy. And uh, you can go to their uh, forums and check out the, the breeders themselves. And, uh, yeah, good. just the, well, James Bean's going to have to – I guess he's in – or he's back in the middle of it all, too, so he's probably dealing with some bullshit. Yeah. I can imagine also, so – Hopefully I thought not. he was doing some strain hunting or something. Oh, you know, yeah, he's out on a fucking jet ski somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. He's, on a jet ski. <laughs> he's out on a jet ski while the world burns behind him. That fucking guy. Oh, my well, his God. excuse is he's safe on the water. That's true. Uh, did you yeah. see that? Did you see in California where they had a bunch of, camp, bunch of people that were camping and they were all trapped and, like, and, they, and then the, they just said, well, there's nothing we can do. Go best bet is to get in the lake, you know. And they were like, "Really?" And then the, the helicopter guys were like, "Fuck that!" There's like 500 people out there, you know what I mean? So they flew out and fucking airlifted the people back and stuff, and went against the. You know, it's like crazy shit like that going on right now. Yeah. It's like 
So you guys are going to let 500 people go jump in a lake to survive? That's your fucking way of dealing with it? Like Jump in a lake. Yeah, just go jump in a lake. Hey, hey. we'll be here, fucking guys. That was crazy. No, the optics of dead people or people waiting in a so, lake to save their lives was worse, so they sent in helicopters and rescued them all. I don't think they did. I think the helicopter guys were like, fuck that is what I heard. And then they were like, no, we're going in because they were like, they didn't because they had zero visibility. They didn't, they didn't have to go in with like zero, all on fucking instruments and somehow get in and pull them all out. It was a bunch of photos. It was crazy. Crazy. Anyway, speaking of crazy, our next sponsor gives away lights every end of the month, every month. Yeah. All I got to do is write Illuminar. a letter. We'll com. Write a letter telling us why you need them. I have to write a letter to him and tell him why I need him now because I already talked to and Scott all... about it and then it, I was like kind of got kind of didn't didn't follow up so because mm. I'm getting some new LEDs. Nice. Are we officially switched over to now so that the light at the giveaway is going to be an LED each month? I think for the right now that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. Last Good. month was the first month of that. It was. Yeah. It was, and I think that's Good. partially because you know the reality of the industry is it is it is pushing in that direction and. Bravo. For a lot of people, LEDs uh, are going to open the doors to a lot of you know, smaller, controllable growth, so people don't have to necessarily grow huge amounts of cannabis. But at the same time, if they want to, with LEDs, we're seeing some beautiful gardens that we're like, all right, this is getting to the point where it's making sense, um, especially because the bulbs last for you know hundreds of thousands of hours compared to like regular bulbs, which... After a while, you know, you start replacing those left and right, and you notice that, you know, every, when you use a normal HID, after the first round, you've already lost like 14 to 20 percent of light the next round. So it's like if you start comparing that to yields, it's like, well, that's kind of huge. So you really even efficiency. Be, you should be changing those everything. bulbs. You should be changing those bulbs every two cycles. You know. And then yep. that gets really expensive. So if you start looking at that and adding those up after a couple after a year or so, you're like, okay, well that didn't really uh, pan out as much as I thought, and you could have done it with LEDs, and they would last a lot longer, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, check them out. You go to IlluminarLighting.com. You tell them you need that done deal. This is an this is probably the best done deal you could get, just because if you're going to be doing some big old operation, you could be like, hey, they give you the quote, you throw the done deal in, they. All of a sudden, they start sweating because they start calculating that. And, oh my God! Now, well, I'm, also if you're in California you and you are tens of thousands of dollars, no, exactly. It, well, well, California, you in, have in, to anyway. You have to in California, right? Yeah, so you might as well. And especially if, if your, you know, as your time, right? If you know somebody with a big garden out there, just get them in touch with Illuminar because. Uh, especially right now, people are going to be looking to save money and be more efficient than their next competitor mm -hmm. at every corner. And this is a way you can really shave off your bottom line by cutting your HVAC costs, yep. as well as staying just as uh, competitive in regards to how you're growing your cannabis. Yeah, you can run about... Look at that, Adam's you, converting. You can run about... Eight to twelve, eight to well, let's say seventy-two. Yeah, you can run about um, nine degrees uh, warmer without any loss of leaf temperature at that point. And then, because the problem with HIDs is they heat up the the, the leaves a lot, so you have to keep them farther away, which then your lumens kind of get a little bit varied. And then, but when you get uh, uh, LEDs, it's like not there's not as much heat on the on the leaf temperature, so you can run your whole system a little bit cooler because you're trying to achieve sort of nice, nice homeostasis, nice perfect balance, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and you keep your VP and, and for your VPD, uh, and keeping that in check, 
it's a lot easier with, with LEDs in the long run for your equipment stuff to have a lot less fluctuation. So check them out. Get that done deal. And also, right, okay, so basically what do you got to do? Tell them what you got to do to get into the de into the end of the month deal? Write to dundeal at adamdunshow.com an email with a luminar in the subject uh, saying why you need a light. And uh, <clears throat> that's uh, it. That's all you got to do. And then leave your phone oh, number. Oh, shit, that's not it. Leave yes. your phone number. Leave oh, your phone number. Oh, it means if you don't leave your phone number, we won't be able to call you and give you the light. Hard. It's kind of hard. kind of hard. And you got to know the word of the oh month. Oh my god, this has become fucking incredibly hard. See how hard we make it for everybody. You have to follow Illuminar or go check out their page on uh, Instagram and find the Fuck. word of the month. That's a lot of work. Which the Adam Dunshaw will be tagged in and it should be pretty easy to find. Man, if that's not a lot of work to get a, a free light, <laughs> Jesus. No, it's, it's worth it's not, it. It's not. And you have to be and, picked by DJC. And the cool part know. is, well, the best part is you do it once and you're in forever. You don't have to like do it every week. But you have to listen to Great. the show and keep, you know, we don't have to listen to the show if you don't want to win. But if you want to win, you have to listen to the show. And you have to uh, know the word of the month, which you have a whole month to figure it out. So hopefully you can pull that off. But the letter, once. That's the hardest part because I, I can tell you from experience, putting it down on paper is sometimes the hardest part compared to talking about it a thousand times right so don't talk about growing actually get a fucking light start growing and get it on the show we've had we've had some good winners we've had people who have literally i mean you can tell they were just like off and running so and if you have one a light send us a photo tell us what's going on yeah really show us want to see those plants want to see those plants and on, oh, and then shout out to Numb Nuts and the other sponsors, the other, the other sub ready Terp to go. Wipes. Terp Wipes. The other oh, dude, Terp, Terp Wipes. wipes. They're They've awesome. been good. They've been good. I had them on the trip. I took them down to Miami. Yeah. Those, are, those great. are great invisible Terp Wipes you have there. Yep. Oh, no. They can see them right now, can't you? No. Ah. Not really. Like, no, you can uh, see them on your camera, but it's green screened out. Green screened out. Anyway, oh, got that it. imaginary okay. box you saw was Terp Wipes. They're really good. They work great. <laughs> They're good for keeping the um, the fucking carb cap clean. That's that's one thing I use yep. a lot. Yeah, and you can actually just use it as your swab too. I just put I just clean the dabber off with it, and I use it as a swab inside the puff coat, like the actual bowl. Oh, you do it now. Yeah, just because it's big oh, enough. Oh yeah, yeah. Big enough. Hey, swab it up. Uh, yep, turp wipes and numb nuts. We're gonna get some. Th and now that you're, are we getting some swag from them sometime soon? You said like we, we, we made a new from batch. numb nuts. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll Good. get we'll get some peanut butter from them. And uh, yeah, now that time. you're back in town, I have to to bring over to you um, what will hopefully premiere next week if we have a show because Ooh, of Mark. Mark. But uh, we have two beautiful dab rigs blown custom for us by Hubbard Glass. Oh yeah, and a whole cool. bunch of accoutrement for Mark because uh, we'll just have to we'll have to get him a lot of subscribers. We'll we'll, we'll have a whole launch for it next time. But uh, he's got some great videos and some training on how to blow glass, how to get started blowing glass, everything about it. Uh, he's a great guy, great products, and uh, you, you you'll see us using their rigs next time we're live, which hopefully is next week. But we'll see. Maybe it's in two weeks. And. Uh, Cool, cool. If you're home tomorrow or set your DVRs for the Food Network on Sunday night, beginning at the, the show, they do like a, uh, a, a like a setup show at 7 o'clock, but my wife is going to appear on Food Network's Halloween Wars tomorrow at 8 p.m. 
on the Food Network. Oh, you got to give her a watch. She'll hopefully someday everyone she, else will know can, what I know that she makes some fucking killer cakes for so she, some. So she's already filmed this before and it's being shown tomorrow tonight, right? But it, it was filmed so long ago. Oh, we had God. to keep quiet about it for so oh, long. Okay. You know, it, it's uh, listen. It it's uh, everyone should should be so lucky to have an experience like this because. Um, she really got to see a side of of the industry from, uh, you know, the side of the people that want to put a production together. And uh, but listen, have take, give her a look. It's uh, at Art to Eat Cakes on Instagram, and uh, she's Heather Sherman out there in the real world. And uh, look for her tomorrow night. It'll be great to watch her on the Food Network. Yeah. And thank you, Nacho. She doesn't introduce herself as the the woman married to the guy who was on the Adam Dunn show. That's not part of the show. Actually, <laughs> I've I have said this for years. When yeah. everyone figures out what yeah. I know, yeah. I will refer to myself as Heather's husband, oh, because yeah. that that that's the way it will be. Mm -hmm. um, I already do. She's listen. She's done cakes for. <laughs> she's done cakes for Crosby, Stills and Nash twice. Blues Traveler, String Cheese Incident, Cirque du Soleil, Jackson Brown. Holy um, shit. She did Andy, you know, she did a wedding cake for a very famous cannabis person who got married. It was six feet tall. It served like, I think it was like three, 400 people. Um, she knows her shit. So if you, if you want a, an art cake, that is just something like you've never seen before. Just mm -hmm. check it out at art to eat cakes.com. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. The Yoda cake. Everybody go back to the Yoda cake. Let's see that, that episode That's right. for, for Dave's birthday. February 7th. Then we had the Yoda cake, which was amazing. And, Thank uh, you, Nacho. You're awesome, oh, yeah. man. I mean, awesome. Requiem Seeds is doing some shit, and Bill, you know, mm -hmm. goddamn great guests. You 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 lined them up tonight, Adam. Yeah, it was good good combination. And Bill, obviously, like I said, we'll get him back on the show at some point because After. now we found out American that he spirits. American spirits. It's like, wait a minute, who? What? Where did I not, shit! Did I not How did attention? I miss that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, Shout out to Elka. Rest in peace, brother. We'll... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, sorry about those swishers, man. Sorry, man. I don't know sorry. if there's anything that can be done. Sorry to know, find that out on the show. It's yeah, like when we ruined a... everybody's thing with the fucking lipid pneumonia show. It was like the lipid pneumonia moment for, for Elka. Where we're like, what? You mean dad's lipid What? No. <laughs> it, can't, it can't not be. It's only hot dabs. That are a problem. <laughs> and next week, Adam will be giving a lesson on how to crossway breathe the puffco. So uh, anybody who's interested, send him an email. That little crossway breathing thing you do where you breathe out without <laughs> is taking that a, the... Is that a thing I do? <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, yeah, it's a thing I do. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like I, every time I see you do that, I think of that scene from... Uh, from uh, Heartbreak Ridge, where <laughs> where Clint Eastwood is saying, "Yeah, she was a real crossway breather." <laughs> all right, all right. Go back to Comic Con. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Uh, <clears throat> shout out to Vinny. Peace. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a sec. Shout out to Vinny. Hold on. Holding down, holding down the studio while I was gone here, making sure everything keeps keeping it all under control. Shout out to uh, MTI for making it happen and actually being here and not being lame and going out of town. Shout out to Dave for just being fucking Dave. Not not <laughs> shout out for not getting bagels. So that's definitely not a shout out for that. When, when were you supposed to get fucking bagels? When did you get back to town? You like two days ago? I came off a private jet. You should have had the at waiting for me at the I'm fucking not... airport. You should have been there. Hello, sir. 
here are your bagels. And then it would have been impressive for the guys at the private jet. They would have been, no one's ever gotten bagels, bagels served as you got off the jet. So, yeah, anyway. Wait till you see the bagels I made with Jeremy's sourdough starter. This fucking man. Well, this is for the show. I want to keep. I I like to keep the show quiet. Uh, This is why I smoke Puffco on the show here. I I smoke regular dabs at home. Everyone gets all. Don't you guys remember? This is back when I first started the show. He would in the middle of the show we'd be talking, and all of a sudden you'd hear. Exactly. And so I do it for you. you. I smoke this for you. Well, then you should be smoking a Carta. I smoke that Vader at home normally, so it's it's a little more to the point. I do, I do cold start dabs now. I'm not down with that. I just do cold start. It's way better for me. Hmm. You? What do you do? You still do old school? Yeah, I still do old school. But I, can't, I just like, when I'm sitting at home by myself, I'm like, it's way easier just to do cold because it's quick and I to the it. point and it tastes better. I, and then I just fucking clean it out. See, I don't think it tastes better. It does taste better. Because you never felt well, Mark, you're on noisy cricket. Maybe you need a bigger dab rig instead of a little noisy cricket or something. No, no he's not talking noisy cricket. He's talking real dabs now. Oh. Yeah, noisy cricket is... That's that's my frig that I use every day. Is that <laughs> the little the little guy? That's all you use. That's, that's this thing. That's it. Yeah. Oh no no noisy cricket not that that's not that yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah noisy cricket that's fine whatever. Yeah. All but, right. But you know, it's uh, I don't know I feel like now it sucks because it, cause it seems it like every seems like every bowl every, how many every, seconds every, do you hit it with every bucket I've ever had gets fucked after a while because it's overheated or do, do you just wait till it melts or do you like yeah. get it yeah oh, no okay. wait till, I just get it just starts to melt and then boom and man it tastes great and then I'll just kind of d- d- clean it up and boom boom, boom mm. done. anyway if you don't waste it you don't taste it bro mm. yeah man yeah bro anyway mm. we'll have a, it's we'll like have watching a, one of those we'll turps have a, we'll have a uh, uh, cold start versus I, can... I just feel like there's something to the nail getting really hot and yeah. then getting to a temperature and then... Oh, this is another whole it. episode, bro. That's <laughs> a really, volatility if you, feel this, if you feel this deeply about it, we might have to have a whole episode based on that. There we go. It's, kinda, it's a show. Yeah, Yeah. see? Okay, look, they say we used to deal with worse sound. Man, that's it's true. What? Not anymore. Yeah. Sound is great. Peace out, guys. Yeah. All right. Peace. Oh, shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece, and little Nick, who's back home from our trip to Florida, and we came back on a private jet yesterday. Oh, we had to hit some heavy turbulence on the way back, too. Turbulence, I, like, I've never experienced because really? I was on a private jet, and it was going sideways like this. It was oh, doing one of these maneuvers. Oh, weird. And then it was going, and we were like, I was like, oh, shit, that's the noise you hear when you crash. Isn't that the noise? Yeah. Isn't that the crash noise that you hear? Like, and I was like, I was like, that's not so fun. And everybody looked at it. Like, I looked over because you know of course you're looking at each other on those planes and then it was oh, like right. oh shit i was like yeah it's no big deal oh and then i was like oh that was and then nick <laughs> nick was jumping around like two seconds earlier and they were like put your seat belts on like it was like a quick and then yeah. we went wow it's like they saw it coming like here it comes and it was crazy it was one of those Whoa. like definitely we Scary. did we definitely did a few twists in the air which were kind of like didn't really feel natural because normally you're supposed to kind of do one of these Dude, that's how goose bought it and it was definitely flat spin. It was like that. It was like I felt like we were, and we were in the total whiteout where you couldn't see shit. So I was like, uh, oh, we could be spinning. I have no fucking idea right now. It was, it, it was pretty crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Nobody handed you a life preserver and said we no, may have to ditch. Nothing popped, and we were over land. It would have sucked. It would have been like the lamest place to crash because you don't want to be over. I'd rather be on the water than the land, personally. Really? Yeah, real crash? Yeah, I think so. I mean, 
like coming in like maybe sort of half like with a fucking with Miracle one wheel on the Hudson. one wheel down or something I'd be like all right we'll do land but if you're coming in hard you kind of maybe feel like you might get away with the water landing a little bit I don't know two pilots or one that's another another show we've got shows about water landings now and possibly skydiving with with smuggling in next week but we'll see were there two pilots or one which what are you talking about on your plane your private jet. Oh, there's two. Why? One died or something, or one jumped out. I don't know. We you had know, two old guys. On... They were two old guys too. So I was waiting for the one guy to die. I was like, one. I was like, they were like. That's probably why. Yeah, it was like two old dudes, and I was just like, one guy's gonna have a heart attack. The other guy's gonna try to take over. I can see. I can already see. They're it. probably laughing, going. They probably think this is strong turbulence. They don't know from shit. No, we didn't scream like little bitches like you would do, Dave. Come on. Ooh. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> none of that. No, we were all good. It was cool. I like it. I yeah. personally, I loved, like, I, I was on boats, and boats were always in rough weather, and I was like, that's the fucking most fun time when you're, like, hanging on, you know what I mean? But No, what would be really, really funny is if you say you're face-to-face, when I puked, who was sitting opposite me, oh, well, that, that would, be, would be the funny thing. <laughs> that would be the classic thing. All right. Yep. On that note, with you puking on me and your imagination, <laughs> we'll have a great show. Thanks for uh, thanks to the chat gang, of course, and thanks to yeah, everybody man. who uh, listens to the show after. You should join the chat gang. You should listen to it live. If you haven't listened to the show live, listen to it live because it's way better. Yeah. I, th- I think we screwed Rosendogs up because I didn't see him yeah. tonight. Who? Rosendogs. I didn't see him tonight. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, we screwed him because we didn't go. Oh, because he was time. sleeping or something. Yeah, he had to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Happened. Sad. Wouldn't we be earlier though than normal? That doesn't yes. make sense. Like, yeah. why would you go to, go to bed, bed two right hours now? earlier than the normal time? I was tired during the show today, so I'd, I'd probably be sleeping. If it has no, but All it makes right. no sense. <laughs> Explain to us next week, Rosin Dog, why you could not listen to the show two hours earlier. I'm very disappointed. Yeah, right. Because I had, yeah. to, I well, had to take care yet. of I had to take care of Dave the whole show. I had no help. I had no help. Right. Normally, I had I get to <laughs> I get to see Dave already giggling because Rosendog is just nailing him left and right, and then I kind of just come in with an uppercut and make it all work. This day, I had to do body shots <laughs> all the way, then uppercuts and over the tops and over the shoulder boulder holders and all the good stuff. Uh, but yeah. you know how it goes. Pile driver. Yes. I don't know if I could do a pile driver with you. Top Pretty rope. Much. Pile driver with Dave Jimmy Snooker would be. I, I would do top rope. Yeah, top rope. Jimmy yeah. Snooker for sure. All right, peace out, guys. All right. See you next week. Peace. Practically every one of the top forty records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it 